From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go, seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Well, I stayed up a little bit too late last night, but I was enjoying what the Eagles were doing. So I knew I'd pay for it on the back end, but um, here we go. Uh, Eagles were great. Jalen Hurts is developing into a fine quarterback, and they are an impressive 2-0. and So when Mayor Kane and I did our annual game-by-game analysis uh, so far, we're right on course. And I'll tell you, you, you never know because how, how a team played against one team versus how you'll play against them. Hold on a second here. I went off mic for a second because I have, let's, there it is. Let me see something. I knew the Eagles played Green Bay this year. It's not for a while. November 27th. Home game. Minnesota annihilated the Green Bay Packers last week. And the Eagles wiped out the Minnesota Vikings last night, 24-7. to They play the Washington Commanders in Washington next week. What are the Commanders? Let me check. I think they're 1-1. One Let's take a peek at them for a second here. Yeah, I'll tell you, the Eagles look good. Jalen Hurts looked great. It was a commanding performance. And the defense was outstanding. And Jalen Hurts has one of the best offensive lines in the league. The Eagles got a lot better during the offseason. Really good. All right, let's see the standings. Something tells me they're one and one. Washington, where are you? Yep, one and one. Let me check next week's games. I know the Eagles play Washington. Let's see who the Giants play, for example. Because they're they're sort of a surprising two and zero. Again, I forget who they beat. I don't think it was anybody tremendous, but. They won one game, I think, last week by a point, and, and this week I think it was also a bit close. Let's see. Eagles are 1 o'clock game, in case you're wondering. They'll be on Fox. Ooh, this will be interesting. Giants and Cowboys on Monday night. You've got the one and one Cowboys, two and zero Giants, and let's see. Was there anyone else I was interested in? That's pretty much everybody. You've got the Eagles, you've got Washington, you've got Dallas, you've got the Giants all in one swoop there. Ooh, the Packers will be playing uh, the Buccaneers. I hope we get to see that game. 
That'll be right after the Eagles game, also on Fox. Let's see. That's a good game. Bills and the Dolphins, both 2-0. Bills were very good yesterday. Lions and Vikings. So one of them is going to go to 1-2 and unless they tie, which is unusual. Happens, but rare. Yeah, those are the ones. I mean, obviously... You, no one has a bye week yet. Everybody's playing. but uh, And then you have the Steelers and the Browns, both one and one, playing this Thursday on Prime Video. you got you got to pay attention because these games are all over the place now. They're on Prime. They're on, I think, Amazon. They're on CBS, NBC, ABC, ESPN, Fox, all over the place. So let's see it. Maybe, just maybe. And, you know, the stalkers never write you when you get it right. They just they just pounce. Like if the if Minnesota had won last night, the stalkers would have been out. But no stalker uh, communications because you're sick people. And you know who you are. Uh, I like the Eagles in that Washington game. Then it's Jacksonville. Then it's Arizona. Yeah, there's a very good chance. We have the Eagles 1, 2, 3, 4, 4-0 going into the Dallas game and winning that. It'll be interesting. I thought Dak Prescott would not be back in time for that game. They said he would be out six to eight weeks. And then yesterday it was only one report, but said that he could be back in three weeks, meaning next week. I just don't, I don't see that, but time will tell. Big Ben's gone. Pittsburgh's a different team. Yeah, the Eagles have a good shot here of having quite a season. Their schedule's not that bad. Out-of-conference games, you've got Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Houston, Indianapolis, not very good, Green Bay, Tennessee, New Orleans, uh, and the rest are conference or division. Not bad. So my uh, my little schedule's filling in nicely here. I've got it all sent it to Mayor Kane. There's a whole grid here. It has date. Then I put if you know the the Eagles record, and I put the name the the, uh, the score of the game, and then we have the opponent and whether it's a home or away game, and then each of our picks. So you have all these columns on this one sheet at one glance. It's a very easy way to track what's going on. Also, while we're talking sports, excited about Aaron Judge continues his pursuit of the home run record tonight. Because if you're in my camp, and other than my stalker, uh, most people are. People like, real baseball people like Steve Marshall, he wrote, absolutely, 
none of the steroid records count. I'll tell you, if we got a campaign going, I think it could gain some energy. If you're not eligible for the Hall of Fame, now they get, when I say you're not eligible, other than Pete Rose, he, he's not allowed to be voted upon. The ones that the writers have decided, in some cases with evidence and in other cases with um, apparent belief that steroids were involved, because not every one of them, you know, in, in fairness, I actually think even though if you see somebody got tremendously blown up and uh, I should say puffed up because blown up sounds like explosion, Uh, but all puffed up like Popeye. And yet they never had a failed test. I don't think that should count. I think you need objective, not subjective evidence to knock somebody out, to hold that against them. But I think all those records, there's only two times, in my opinion, in Major League Baseball history, when a baseball player has hit 60 or 61 home runs. And that's not Barry Bonds' 73 or Sammy Sosa's 66 or the other times. I think Sammy one or two other times hit over 60, 63 and 64, I think. I don't count them. That's six times that Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa did 60-plus. And each of them did more than 61 But for me, it's 1927, Babe Ruth in 154 games. And in 1961, Roger Maris in 162 games. And Aaron Judge, they're playing the Pirates. I don't see any reason why the Pirates won't pitch to Aaron Judge. They should. They're they're going nowhere. They have something like 95 losses going into tonight's game. Judge is on fire. I wish I didn't even have the day off yesterday. He's on fire. Last time he played, day before yesterday, two home runs, a smashing double, and he got another hit. I guess it was a single uh, and a walk. I mean, just incredible. Hey, let me see something here. Let's see if that batting leader. Hey, look at that. How about that? Good friend of mine, we have something in common. I forgot he told me this once. Let me just write him back real quick. I'm going to tell you in 13 minutes what I am talking about with someone that saw the um, the article that we wrote. Hold on. I forgot about this. Give me one second here. I'll fill you. I'll fill. I promise. I'm not keep, keeping you in the dark. I'll fill you in on this in a couple of minutes. Anyhow, uh, 
I don't know how I'm going to do it because uh, I only got about an hour and a half or two hours sleep. And uh, that's not great. But somehow, some way, I'm going to catch some of that game tonight. I'll catch a second wind, I think. Only way I can do it. Hey, somebody tell me, unrelated to all the sports that we're talking about, with the horrific job that Gavin Newsom has done as governor of California, how can he possibly... I mean, this shows you how completely corrupt this national Democrat media is. How can this guy possibly, and he will run, how can he possibly be a legitimate contender for president of the United States? Does any other state other than maybe uh, Illinois and a couple of more, New York, You do you want America to be like California? Come on. This is crazy time. Fox News commentary. If you're a U.S. Army soldier risking your life to defend and serve our nation, but find yourself battling Biden inflation, well, the Army has a suggestion, and it's a real doozy. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. Businesses don't run on automation or algorithms alone. What powers businesses are your people and the people they serve. At Cintas, your dedicated service reps understand what you need to help you keep your employees feeling safe, comfortable and performing their best so your business can too for workwear essential cleaning products first aid and safety supplies and fire protection services visit cintas.com oh i'm ready and get ready for the workday they're struggling with bidenflation and that includes brave men and women of the u.s army but don't worry the army has released guidance for that food stamps sergeant major grinson encourages service members and their families struggling to put food on the table and make ends meet to go on government food assistance these brave men and women risk their lives and sacrifice for our safety and freedom and the best advice the u.s army has for them is to get on food stamps our military members are always essential workers, and they shouldn't be in such a pinch to go on food stamps to begin with. And the fact the Army would so nonchalantly suggest that is so wildly inappropriate it boggles my mind. We spend on climate change, electric vehicle subsidies, student loan forgiveness, and pay increases for politicians, but our soldiers are left pinching pennies? Boy, it sure seems like our national priorities are out of whack. I'm Tommy Laren. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you, Sean Hannity. I did a little thinking about this Biden interview on 60 Minutes, and I've caught this before, and it's all part of his declining um, coherence and just ability to function normally. And I I figured something out quite a while ago, and it was on display. Joe Biden, when he is doing an interview, this is why they don't let him do interviews. I heard somebody defending him. Well, you know, he does a lot of interviews. Well, no, no, that's exactly the point. He doesn't do any. But once again, they say the exact opposite of the truth. But many things came out of this interview that immediately the White House staff had to walk back which is really embarrassing but one of them scott pelly is asking about is the pandemic over and biden said yes the pandemic is over then scott pelly talks about um would you defend taiwan if china attacks he said yes i would now that's not the stated policy of the government of the united states 
But here's what he does. I'm telling you, he's he's Ron Burgundy. And this is another facet of that, not just reading the teleprompter aspect of Ron Burgundy. But if you ask him a question, typically a leading question, he just says yes. Uh, Did you poop your pants? Uh, Yes. And then the, the staff, they have to come out and say, that's not the policy. And, you know, there's no coverage about this. These aren't gaffes. These are major problems. Now, he said the pandemic is over. He said it not once, but at least twice during the interview. Then why are military people getting kicked out of the military and their records sullied and other people are getting hurt and teachers are getting fired and all these things? If the pandemic is over, then the emergency is over. And of course, forgiving all these student loans and all this stuff they want to do, it's all predicated upon there being an emergency. But he said it's over. Then they come back and say, well, that's not what he meant. What he meant was is that the worst of it is over. Well, but that's not what he said. That's what you're saying he meant. Very troubling stuff. Then you have all these jackals. I'll tell you what my one of my dreams. I can't wait. Just understand. I've told you this before Biden was even elected. He's never running again. Whoever they are, they are not going to allow him to run. You'd have to ask him who they are because, you know, when he's talking, oh, they're not going to like it. They don't want me to uh, to do this. Who are they? Who are these unelected crazies that are really running the show? Let's talk to them instead of you. Because you seem to answer to them. But here's what I can't wait for. I can't wait for the WWF superstar, Gravelly Gavin Newsom, to be running against Kamala Harris and and, it, and Bernie Sanders. I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And Kamala Harris can't win. Remember, she got less than 1% of the vote. With just Democrats. So get ready. She's going to be talking about racists and misogynists. And I just remind you that when she does that, she's talking about the Democrats. Because that's all that are involved at that point in time. But it'll be great when the Democrat Party, the the party of the KKK, when they go for Gavin Newsom over the reigning, defending, sitting African-American female vice president. I can't wait till they have to explain that. Because, again, they're liars. They talk diversity, but they don't want it. They say they're sanctuary cities and states, but no, they're not. How dare whoever this idiot sheriff is, he's going to criminally investigate And then the media gets to report, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is under criminal investigation for sending 50 migrants 
They changed the whole English language. Not 50 illegals, because, of course, if you called them what they are, hello, you're saying illegals, which means they shouldn't be here, right? They're violating the laws of this country, right? It is madness what's going on. All right, now I'll let you in on what I was talking to a friend of mine about uh, off the air a couple of minutes ago. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. 31 minutes past the hour. I'll skip order uh, because I'll tell you the one I was just talking about off air. Graffiti, trash, and neglect at the Atlantic City Recreation Fields. And it's it's simple. It's, it's a matter of priorities. They have an over $200 million budget. Congressman Van Drew has called out a sham debate that's set for tonight, allegedly. They know he's voting. He's in a voting session. The Atlanta County League of Women Voters. We've got the whole story and a story about Atlanta County Prosecutor. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. A new air mass arriving this morning, sliding back temperatures and humidity levels a bit, and making for two days of nice weather. Mostly sunny skies and breezy at times, with a high temperature around 81 this afternoon. Mainly clear tonight, low 62. Another nice day coming up tomorrow, sun and clouds, high 81. Next chance of rain will be on Thursday, cooling down through the end of the week. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great candidates to hire can be like early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back. It's 37 minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover coming up at 7. Chuck Malamud at 8. Wide open forum at 9. We're going to make it count. Give me one second here, working on our upcoming October 7th charity dinner. Uh, perfect. Yeah, you know, we just don't stop. Somebody's got to do it, right? Okay, done. Well, well, well. Oh, my goodness. Uh, by the way, Peter Navarro will be our guest in the very near future, the former Trump uh, assistant to the president. And um, it's funny. Why didn't my mail go? It says it can't go. Oh, it's not easy. Don't try this at home, please. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, he, he does have a new book that's coming out. He's written a previous one. And, yes, we're going to. We're going to ask him right on the air. What was that experience like in the airport when suddenly you were surrounded by FBI agents who absolutely did not have to be there uh, and do that the way that they did? But, of course, uh, they can. You know, I just wish more people would be fair minded and say, hey, knock this crap off. I mean, for instance, and, you know, I've made it a point. I didn't talk about the Obama kids. Uh, I didn't talk about Chelsea. Of course, the Bush twins got trashed by the left. You have to understand, they don't play by the civilized rules that we do. But I just heard someone that read my story about, and it's not just one field. They're all being neglected is what I'm being told. But I can't, I can't be everywhere 
So I made it my business. I went down to the Chelsea Little League yesterday. And you can read all about it. It is it is an abomination. And I'll tell you what, if I could, I mean, I, I have to work. So, I mean, I can't be everywhere. Uh, if I could have gotten there two hours sooner, the amount of trash that had just been removed, I just missed being able to show you basically a dump. But they did get a lot of the trash up, not all of it, but a lot of it. But the graffiti that, that I'll tell you that this Marty Small, this this guy is he is a bum. And you're probably listening. You are a bum. I heard something else that was rather astounding. And and I have a rule, you know, I, I, why I brought up the other children. I don't talk about people's children. So I'll just give you a generic item that was shared with me. And I'm, I'm vetting it right now. Two very reliable sources. One is in office. One... Uh, has been in office in the past. Well, and, and is still in office, come to think of it. Uh, has held multiple offices, but is it still in one office? And what I've been told is that a certain elected official has a police detail for their child. Now, this individual, if this is true, and I'm, I am assured that it is, but I'm still working on it. If this is true, This individual thinks they're the president of the United States and that their family has Secret Service protection. The the whole thing of, for example, I'll give you the Atlantic City scenario. Let's let's put a face on on just the discussion. I'm not going to get into the details of exactly who I'm talking about uh, until I do a little bit more homework. But this much I can tell you because it is. hard and fast it's been in place the police detail for the mayor of atlantic city that never existed the mayor was just another citizen that would meander about town just like everybody else not driven with armed protection hey if that's necessary then you suck at your job and you're not doing a very good job But Jim Whalen put that into effect. In that era, he had Craig Calloway and Calloway Brothers, and they would basically follow him all over the town with bullhorns and really give him, you know, the razz things up. Now, I never knew why Whalen needed police because nobody ever threatened to kill him or anything. Nobody threatened him with any bodily harm. I've been on one side of the Callaways. I've been on the other side with the Callaways. But they never threatened physically. You'd, you'd take some, some verbal beatings. But not, not anything where you felt like you needed the police or anything. So Whalen started this thing of having a police detail and like everything else it's like i told you that they don't want to take these emergency powers away because they're intoxicated literally drunk with power so you think about it you get to get in the back seat of a big black suv and you get driven everywhere you go and they pick you up in the morning 
you know that and, and they're with you all day and all night. Now, you know, in, in one instance, I'm being told it's being extended to others. This is nuts. And meanwhile, go read my article on the WPG app or on the website, WPGTalkRadio.com, and you can see graffiti and garbage all over the Chelsea Little League. That's okay, though. But you're, you got your police, you know, protection. You know, you got your SUV. We are in some of the sickest times in recorded history of the world right here in this area. How many people do you think that are podunk little mayors that don't even run their town? First of all, Tibbet runs the city, not not small. And Tibbet can only do so much because the state actually runs the show. How many cities in America? Now, maybe Philadelphia, Chicago, New York City, things like that. Seattle. I mean, large metropolitan type settings where the mayor probably has a police protection detail. How many small cities do you think this goes on? And incidentally, the city of Atlantic City is so short in terms of staffing with police that you would think that this idiot, this jackass, this very small fake mayor would say, you know what, let me just give up this this detail thing because that, that could be somebody doing whatever, no matter what they would be doing. If they were in a specialized unit, you'd have a ripple effect where ultimately somebody would probably wind up being on street patrol. Would not be a good thing. With people being shot all the time and everything that's going on. But no, no, don't worry. The fields can be dirty. Remember, I showed you the school with all the concrete and the rebar and all of that. But keep in mind, they did clean it up eventually after we reported on it. So it does make a difference exposing these bad actors. But their priorities are so messed up. Jobs for all the friends and family. After they all have jobs, then it's about getting them raises and getting them better jobs in new titles and moving them around. And it's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. Meanwhile, the place is burning to the ground, figuratively. But their priorities are all basically about sucking the city dry. Their priorities are completely, utterly backwards. Protection details. I'm the president. I have Secret Service protection. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Great one. 51 minutes past the hour. It's Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road and on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Roy, Scott, and their team are extraordinarily service-minded 
and they have creative solutions to fix your cell phones and tablets. They fixed – well, I shouldn't say they fixed. My cell phone was in perfect working order except the battery was more than two years old and I wanted the battery to be new again. So they put the new battery in and it holds a charge just like I would want and they did a, a really great job. They they will do all the work on batteries for your power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts and other devices, performance batteries, for example. They have what you need also to get ready for the storm season. Obviously, Hurricane Fiona is ravaging uh, right now, uh, I believe, Turks and Caicos. And at some point, we're supposed to feel uh, rough surf and effects from that all the way through us and all the way to Maine. Uh, So obviously, literally, it is the hurricane season. They have what you need to get ready for the storm season, including generators and so much more. Shop local. Shop as I do. Shop batteries plus bulbs and tell Roy and Scott that I sent you early in the morning. 33 senators of the grand old party, and I'm I'm a big fan. It is time to go on offense. Right now, you've got all these Democrats on offense attacking President Trump, attacking any Republican of their choosing. It's time to go on offense. 33 Republican senators yesterday. Now, it's going to go nowhere because we have the most corrupt administration in American history. But 33 Republicans, nonetheless, sent a letter to Attorney General Merrick Garland seeking special counsel status for the U.S. attorney that's investigating Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Uh, This is a breaking news report from The New York Post. And let me tell you something. Even though they got deplatformed and Miranda Devine got lied about, when they report it, I've never heard them have to take anything back. They're really good. So this is a great idea. There already is a U.S. attorney, allegedly. Now, this I've always been bothered by this because Biden kept this person as a holdover, which always kind of concerned me because Joe Biden is completely corrupt. And if he's okay keeping someone, then I, I look cross-eyed at that person, even if they aren't corrupt all i know is it takes a long time doesn't it to investigate hunter biden i mean they've been investigating this guy for so many years can you imagine there is and cbs did the interview with joe biden it was their own reporting and they didn't even bring it up there's more than 150 suspicious financial transactions they have a report The Republicans have been trying to get it for years, and the corrupt Biden gang, they're required to release it, but they simply won't because they're criminals. But they don't get prosecuted because they have all the power. But there are more than 150 Biden family suspicious financial transactions. Can you imagine if that was the Trump family? How fast would those documents leak to the New York Times and the Washington Post and the usual suspects? 
the letter that I'm referring to from the 33 Republicans was written by Senator John Cornyn of Texas, who I met a number of years ago at Fox News in New York. And he is a just a gentleman's gentleman. Good, good man. He's asking Garland to give U.S. Attorney David Weiss the powers of a special counsel, noting, quote, politicization of the Justice Department, a lack of public trust in the authorities and a whistleblower's allegations of an FBI cover up of damaging evidence and testimony to President Joe Biden's son, quote, given the politicization of the Department of Justice under your watch and the importance of avoiding any appearance of impropriety, the undersigned request that you provide U.S. Attorney Weiss the full protections and authorities of a special counsel. And that's the letter which was also signed by Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, among others. I'm ashamed it's only 33. What about the other 17? You don't sign something like this? Quote, this is one important action that you can take that will go a long way in restoring faith in our governmental institutions. Weiss, who is already leading the Hunter Biden probe into his foreign business dealings, is a holdover in the Justice Department from the Trump administration. Hunter Biden has paid the IRS approximately $2 million dollars in back taxes already as a result of the probe, hoping to avoid prosecution. The money was a loan or a gift from Hollywood attorney Kevin Morris. Again, that's the reporting of the New York Post. Isn't that special? He didn't pay his taxes. He's only paying them now because he's under federal criminal investigation and he got busted. And as usual, The Bidens always have somebody else who will pay their tab. It's amazing, isn't it? Quote, there is no way of knowing the entire scope of the investigation. But evidence seems to be mounting that Hunter Biden committed numerous federal crimes, including but not limited to tax fraud, money laundering and foreign lobby violations. Remember how out of breath and and huffing and puffing and crazy the Democrat uh, politicized Department of Justice was to get Paul Manafort because he was not he was you know not a registered foreign lobbyist. Well, how about Hunter Biden, China, Russia? Uh, who am I leaving out? Um, Ukraine. He's not a foreign registered lobbyist in any way. Indeed, quote, Senators Grassley and Johnson have conducted an investigation for several years. So happy that Ron Johnson has pulled ahead in his race because it would have been a a disgrace to lose him. And they desperately want to knock him out. It's not over yet. They want to knock him out because, oh, is he going to investigate these criminals? He's going to go after them. But it says, indeed, Senators Grassley and Johnson have conducted an investigation for several years that has resulted in the public discourse of facts that support those criminal concerns, including the disclosure of financial records showing the Biden family's close financial connections to the communist Chinese government and questionable foreign nationals. It is clear that Hunter Biden thrived off of a pay-to-play culture 
of access to his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, in exchange for cash. We'll be back. So corrupt. And they keep investigating the innocent people. That's how they do it. They're guilty of it. And they try to turn it on you. Kirk Conover is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ HD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back. Kirk is going to join us in just a moment. I have to... uh Add some context. Uh, the the news person during the top of the hour break uh, mentioned a story that we broke yesterday. Uh, it's my work, but the way it was reported, it it I I, I have to um, I have to clarify it. There is no debate tonight. I had an extensive interview with Ron Filan, who is the campaign manager for United States Congressman Jeff Van Drew, and I spoke with Congressman Van Drew and his chief of staff, independent of that. And we have an extensive piece on the app and at WPGtalkradio.com. But let me explain something. When you have a debate, a debate by definition is an agreement of two parties. That's why they haven't been able to have a debate yet in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, because Fetterman won't agree to a debate. So you can't just say there's a debate and then you report that there is a debate. That's what the local media has been doing here. There's no debate tonight at Oakcrest High School with the Atlanta County League of Women Voters. Van Drew in no, I mean, not holding back at all, called this a sham. A sham debate, quote unquote. Let me explain something. And again, a debate should also be run by, you would hope, now let's be fair uh, and honest about it. When the press of Atlantic City is involved with a debate, I never consider that to be a fair debate because they're extremely Democrat-leaning. I really, other than Bill Gormley, I can't think of a Republican really that the press ever supports. They don't support Van Drew. They didn't support Chris Brown. They don't support Vince Palestina. So I don't count anything they do. As you can say, it's a debate, but it's not legitimate. And it's certainly not legitimate. Let me go right to the quote that I got from uh, Ron Filan during our interview. Let's see. Ron Filan brings up, quote, Roe, R-O, Roe Goldberg is the chair. This is an entire quote from Ron, the campaign manager to Jeff Andrew. Roe Goldberg is the chair of the Atlantic County League of Women Voters. She is listed on the Atlantic County Democrat Committee's website as someone who as recently as last year was holding fundraisers for the Galloway Township Democrat candidates in her own home, quote, end quote, 
said Filan to me. And I have a copy of that Democrat notice. And it's head it's headlined Parmenter for Galloway Council Fundraiser, Tuesday, August 31st, 2021, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., home of Rick and Roe Goldberg, and it has their address, which I'm not going to give out over the air. Please join Rick and Roe Goldberg's sponsorship of a fundraiser for Dr. Sherry Parmenter, candidate for Galloway Township Council. That has the amount per person and who do you make the check payable to and all of this. So how's that person? How's that Democrat? Fair. And let's have a debate. And oh, by the way, Congressman Van Drew is in Washington, D.C. in a voting session and couldn't be at the debate if there was a debate. So if you're here, there's a debate and that Van Drew didn't show or some kind of lie that's being uh, perpetrated right now. Now, you know, and, and I have more than this, but I don't want to take any more time away from our visit with Kirk. Go to the article on the app or at WPGTalkRadio.com. And there's a lot more content about this that I haven't shared. Kirk, that's how Democrats do it. Aren't they fantastic? <laughs> Some things never change. Yeah, hi, I'm a Democrat. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not a Democrat. I'm the nonpartisan League of Women Voters. And we want to have a debate when you can't be there so we can say you aren't there. That's uh, a, a, a very uh, typical tactic of these biased groups. I mean... You know, back in the day when I was, you know, in, involved in elected official and running, we used to call it the uh, League of Democrat Women Voters because we knew they were biased and we knew the press was biased. And Senator Gormley used to counsel us. He says, just accept it. You know, you're going to have to fight back against it in any way you can. But that's that's the landscape we live with as Republicans. The press is against you and a lot of these so-called uh, nonpartisan groups, they're, they're just fronts for the Democrat Party. I mean, that, that, never- that, that, uh, no, they don't change, Kirk. And you've been through it all. You you know, you've been, uh, you know, allegedly invited to debates that are cooked up shams. Uh, there's one coming up. Uh, it's uh, co-sponsored by uh, the Press of Atlantic City in Stockton. Van Drew will be there. It's October 19th, I believe. It's in the article. Uh, and that's the scheduled debate. At Stockton University, that one is going to happen. But they try to get away with this stuff. It doesn't. And if you think about it, everybody's desensitized to all this crap. Anyhow, that that's not even that doesn't even move the needle. If Tim Alexander needs a scam, flim flam, sham, fake debate to say, oh, my God, you know, and, and let's see if it's really fake, if they actually have it. And then Van Drew's not there. Oh, I wish my opponent would be here. He should be here tonight, but he doesn't want to address the voters and the residents of District Two. You know, you know, you know the scam, Kirk. Yeah. Well, I, uh, looking back on all of it, I, I realized that as a candidate, you always look at these debates as something very important, and this and that. And the only thing that happens with the debates, from my perspective, looking back on things. Um, is if someone makes a mistake, you know, makes a big gaffe. Well, no, only if the Republican makes a mistake. If the Democrat makes a mistake, they just ignore it, the media. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're right. I mean, there. Joe Biden said he'll go to war with China over Taiwan. It's not the stated policy of the United States of America. Nobody's even talking about that. He also said the pandemic is over, yet they're still uh, holding all these emergency powers because they're simultaneously saying it's not over. And they're still firing military people and teachers and all kinds of other people uh, for not getting vaccinated. And there's no pandemic because twice Biden said the pandemic is over. But then, of course, the staff corrects him later. And this is the country we live in right now. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, you know, the the media, we've discussed it uh, at length. I mean, the media basically uh, is the new Pravda. They are in bed with the Democrat Party. Uh, They have their left-wing policies uh, that they agree with uh, because these so-called journalists all came up and were indoctrinated by the left-wing professors that were indoctrinated by the radicals of the 60s who became professors. So... You see it all over the place. You see it uh, in every walk of your life. And the only thing I can take comfort in is I really do think the American people uh, are waking up to it. They see through it uh, because the policies are so bad that it affects their everyday life. You know, gas and groceries uh, affect people every day, and the price can only uh paper that over so much uh because it's a reality that people face and you know this this whole thing they're letting uh, biden get away with saying that uh you know inflation's only up an inch (laughs) is that amazing they he jacks it up to over eight point some odd percent and because it's now trading within a certain range it should be measured as success it's crazy isn't it and and remember he said he had no control of gas prices, and that's when they were going up. But when they started to come down a bit, and they're probably going to go back up again, but when they started to come down a little bit, he took credit for them coming down. I, I'm so sick of these people, Kirk. Well, every day they put out propaganda. They put out uh, falsehoods about the economy. They have no um, filter on what they say versus uh, reality. They just put it out there, and I guess they expect a certain percentage uh, to buy it. But, you know, you got uh, basically the policies of the Biden administration with this uh, trillions and trillions of dollars of spending, unfunded spending, working uh, at cross purposes with the Fed. You know, the Fed's trying to, you know, lower their their assets, reduce the money supply, raise interest rates to fight inflation. But they keep spending money. And when you there's they're spending it in such large chunks, there's no there's not enough private buyers for the bonds. So the Fed has to buy the bonds. So, uh, you know, it, it's just they're totally detached yeah. from what it takes to run the economy and get things back under control. And they basically wrecked it in 19 months. Yeah. I mean, we had beautiful inflation, beautiful growth uh, coming out of uh, the first phase of the pandemic, and uh, they just wrecked it in 19 months. Yeah, they did. Kirk, hold on. Don't go away. Let me share a comment from former Galloway Township Mayor 
Tom Basford, current Galloway Township Councilman. He's um, responding to my commentary about this um, sham debate. Uh, Mo Goldberg and all, and, and all this. 100% Mayor Basford writes, lived on the same street as the Goldbergs. Very active Democrats in Galloway. They come to our council meetings with other Galloway Township Democrats have always had Democrat signs in their yard every year for at least the last 30 years. Nice lady, retired school teacher in Galloway. And Mayor Bassford said, no problem mentioning my name. And I had no problem just doing that, Mr. Mayor. Uh, so again, nothing bad about these folks. Uh, but don't pretend that you're the nonpartisan league of women voters when this is who you are. And, you know, you know, this is all political and 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 ridiculous when you announce that you have a debate on a date that's not agreed to on a date where the incumbent congressman is in our nation's capital in a voting session. So give me a break that I seem to be the only one in the media not calling this a debate tonight because it's not. It's a political scam, a Democrat Flim flam sham. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Gavin Newsom is so desperate for attention. He, I'm predicting right now he's probably going to be the Democratic nominee in 2024. I had to guess today. He wants this so bad and his policies are so atrocious He's been such a failure. I love it. I can't I can't even believe that in the middle of all these brownouts, they're giving out instructions to people to not charge their electric vehicles that he's been forcing them to buy. You're not even allowed to charge your electric vehicle on because of the, they, they don't have a powerful enough grid out in California, which is laughable. So what's the point of getting the electric vehicle? Doesn't make any sense at all whatsoever from coast to coast from sea to shining sea it's the sean hannity show hey do you want to improve your shooting of course you do now you're going to love mantis x now they have improved my shooting dramatically it is a must-have for every responsible gun owner now the mantis x is a high-tech but simple to use system used extensively by the way by the military and it improves your shooting quickly and will give you the confidence in your ability to protect what you love. Now, here's how it works. You attach the Mantis X to your firearm. You connect with an app on your smartphone or tablet or Bluetooth. It gives instant feedback on what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how to correct your technique. Now, the Mantis X is like a firearms instructor right in your pocket. And 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. And Mantis X is the best way to train at home. No driving to the range, no spending money on range fees and ammo. You're going to save a ton of money and improve your shooting. So start improving today. Just go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 24 minutes past the hour. Back to Kirk in a moment. This is Harry Hurley for Ambient Comfort Heating and cooling professionals with rising energy costs that are continuing to be one of the top news stories. We might disagree about the solution, but we can agree 
to make sensible decisions to keep our home energy costs down. Start by calling my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals for their $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special for new customers. Incidentally, can you believe I, I think in one day it's going to be fall. Summer is out of here. For just $79, Ambient Comfort will check and clean your system to make sure it's safe and running at maximum efficiency. Be prepared to get through the winter season. Regardless of who originally installed your system, Ambient Comfort will take care of you. If your bills were too high last year, regular maintenance and or a new system from Ambient Comfort may help the rising energy costs that you're experiencing. When comfort matters... Choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com or call 856-213-6586. That's 856-213-6586 for your $79 fall tune-up. Tell them Harry Hurley sent you. All right, Kirk, I'm going to be breaking one of the rules of the program. I almost never pose a question to you that is coming up on Chuck Malamut's agenda that's right after you. But somewhere in like the top five questions, uh, we're going to be actually, I think it's question number seven, come to think of it. We're going to be addressing the Atlanta Fed's recalculation of the third quarter growth. This is something that Chuck and I have been in contact with each other all week about. And I sent him an item on this, I believe. I can't, I, I know I sent him, uh, a financial item that is something that he and I talk about on his program all the time. I think it it is this one. It could be something uh, in addition to that. But in any event, yesterday on the program, I mentioned that on September 1st, the Atlanta Fed was forecasting for the third quarter GDP positive growth of 2.6%, the Atlanta Federal Reserve Board. Now, First quarter, they were projecting similar growth, and it was negative. Second quarter, they were projecting similar growth, and it ended being negative for the quarter. Now it's like Groundhog Day. Here we go again. September 1st, not exactly ancient history, 20 days ago, the the Atlanta Fed said we would have 2.6% GDP. Then they revised it on the 4th and the 9th and the 15th of September. And guess what, Kirk? Now the Atlanta Fed is projecting a whopping 0.5% fractional, half of 1% growth. How does that in two weeks time, how do we go from 2.6% GDP forecast to 0.5? What's going on? Well, I don't know how they do their calculations, but what's going on is they're, uh, you know, you look around the economic landscape, you see that home builders' confidence is sinking, uh, consumer confidence is sinking, uh, mortgage rates are going up, uh, the housing market is stalling. Uh, so it's uh, all adds up to continued uh, contraction of the economy. Uh, 0.5% growth, I mean, that's, that's even less than the new normal that, that we used to kid Chuck about, uh, you know, years ago uh, when Obama was president. Yeah, I covered that yesterday, Kirk. When Obama was president, ladies and gentlemen, 
the media ran cover for him and said, no, no, this isn't bad. This isn't bad performance. It's a new normal. We can't grow at 2%, beyond 2% anymore. Now, of course, I came back and said, yeah, while he's there with his terrible policies, but the moment he's gone, we'll be growing again beyond 2%. And Kirk, of course we did. But this is how dishonest they are. Look, they got away, as you know, this gang got away with completely changing the definition of recession. Do you know? You notice the media never says we're in a recession right now. No, the only media I see that say uh, we're in recession is, uh, you know, Fox News, Fox Business, and the Wall Street Journal. Everybody else says, uh, you know, it's a little economic turbulence or whatever. They have all these little... Well, well, as you know, they changed the rules. They said, no, 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 no. Just having two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, even though the last 10 times that we've had two consecutive quarters of GDP, it's been a recession. Now, in fairness to the whole topic, as you know, they never really announce a recession until the recession is over. And then they say when it started, and then they say when it ended. However... Two consecutive quarters of negative GDP has always been a recession, of course, until now. Now, you know, if Trump was president, it would automatically be a recession. They would all say it morning, noon and night. And it shows you the the just horrendous bias that we live in. Yeah, and it's it's. A harmful bias because if they actually called it out, I mean, maybe there'd be some people that would wake up in the government and and you know change policies. But I I don't even think that would happen with this with this bunch. I mean, they know that they have power for a short period of time and they're moving their agenda forward. You know, they want to march us further down the road to uh, uh, a socialist uh, left wing government, top down managed economy. They'll let you know, businesses and people, you know, keep control of their <laughs> private property. They won't go full, full socialism, but, uh, you know, they know that if they can, you know, get the economy to be slow or, or no growth, that the more and more people will be dependent on government handouts and government programs and, and government grants and so forth. So they're basically buying votes and, try to keep their power well kirk has been very enjoyable over the last uh 24 to 36 hours as the democrat media says "Uh uh-oh all these things that we thought were turning around for democrats because they're trying everything i mean every dirty trick in the book switch the election to be about trump 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 uh make it abortion i mean they they cannot run on their record well, all these polls are coming out now with Democrats losing, even in Democrat polls that oversample Democrats and are registered voters and not likely voters. Uh, the best they've got the Democrats to is a tie in the House generic ballot sampling. And as you know, if Republicans are tie in that national poll, they go on to win huge. They were something like two points down uh, going into last year's uh, or two years ago uh, House races. And Republicans picked up whatever it was, 28 seats or 32 seats, whatever it was. Uh, so they, they, their, their nirvana dreams uh, all just evaporating in their teary-filled eyes. Yeah, I, I, I'm 
confident that the inflation will pick the the winners of the midterm elections. I mean, it affects everybody every day. Uh, economics usually is what keys on elections. These social issues, you know, get a lot of publicity, but I don't think they motivate people um, to change their vote. I mean, the people that are going to vote based on abortion would have voted, you know, that way anyway, whether they're uh, pro-life or, uh, you know, pro-death. So it doesn't, I don't think that is a a game changer, but economics is definitely a game changer because it affects everybody every day, and and that's what motivates people. And it's clear that uh, there's been a whole change in the economic atmosphere since this bunch came into power. I mean, you look at the inflation chart, it's in, it's so clear that Biden caused all this with his policies or Susan Rice or Ron Klain or whoever's running the government because I don't think he really, you know, he's like weekend at Bernie's. Hmm. So uh, the, the chart goes from like 1.3% inflation when Donald Trump left office to eight point three now, and you know, last month it was nine nine percent, almost nine percent. And if you measured it like it was measured in nineteen eighty, it'd be seventeen percent. So these are unsettled, awful times. Um, the Fed uh, raising interest rates and reducing the money supply to try to fight inflation is basically tanking the market, which affects everybody's. Uh, IRAs, uh, 401ks, uh, their retirement, people are postponing retirement. These are all real things that people go to the polls for. Yeah, coming out of retirement, that's happening. Truly incredible times. Yeah, the, the media can fake everybody out until actually the people go and vote. Then all of a sudden, just like in 1994, oh my gosh, what happened? What happened in the last day or two? No, no, you were lying the whole time and you just got caught again. Uh, it's amazing how they get away with it, though. People have such short memories that they can get duped. And I, I, I've just taken the position from the beginning. I don't care what they say. I know what's going to happen on November 8th. There's nothing they can say. They're going to keep trying. I mean, I give them credit. They never stop. They keep trying and they keep trying to uh, deflect and create issues that nobody cares about. Uh, to be their big focus in all of this, but um, it doesn't it doesn't really change anything. We'll be back with Kirk right after this. A few minutes late, going into the bottom of the hour break. I'll take I'll take the heat for this for this late bottom of the hour break start. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley at thirty five minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five app. Congressman Van Drew is calling out a sham debate that's supposedly taking place tonight, uh, put on by the Atlanta County League of Women Voters, although he cannot attend and they know he can't attend, but they want to have a debate anyhow. Uh, graffiti, trash and neglect at Atlantic City Rec- Recreation Fields. City Hall, you're a disgrace and a really good piece about the Atlanta County prosecutor. Do you 
From the town's Sprint, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Yesterday felt like July or August, with temperatures reaching as high as 90 degrees. Today, not as hot, not as humid, looking very nice. Skies becoming mostly sunny. It'll be breezy at times, with a high of 81. Mainly clear tonight and comfortably cool, low 62. Another winter tomorrow, sun and clouds and 81. And then Thursday, scattered rain likely, cloudy, high 78. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 41 minutes past the hour. Kirk, in this segment, we've got about four minutes because we, we ran about four minutes late. Uh, then we'll catch up and we'll have one more segment after the um, the final break. Let's play the uh, Fox News sort of version here on Hurley in the Morning of uh, of candidate bingo or I think that's what they call it, something like that. House of Representatives, I am absolutely guaranteeing, and I have been since before the campaign season began, that Republicans will win the majority of the House of Representatives, which is not a moment too soon with what these Democrats have done to our country, that 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 this total power just has to be taken away from them. And I believe they will pick up a minimum of 25 to 35 seats. What do you say about the House? Um, I'm thinking it's 35 to 45. I think it's a bigger bigger win simply because when you see how much the media is trying to say it's not, that tells me it really is going to be a big win. Okay, so we'll see how that goes. I just wrote that down. We'll come back and revisit this, uh, whatever's left, 40-some days. Uh, we'll come back to it again. And on the Senate side, Fetterman Oz, who will win that contest? I think Oz. Um, Fetterman, it looks to me like his campaign sort of falling apart. I mean, people are starting to see his uh, very radical policies that don't fit with Pennsylvania. Um, I, I don't I don't think the, the hoodie look is, <laughs> is selling. And it's basically the fact that he he's going to release prisoners that shouldn't be released. And um, I think Pennsylvania, you know, I, I saw a thing a long time ago that says Pennsylvania is basically Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and in between it's Alabama. So I think uh, Betterman's going to lose probably by two points. Yeah, I think Fetterman is going to lose, too, even though a lot of people think he's going to win. I just don't. I, I mean, you just see this guy. That's why he can't have a debate, even. Uh, he's willing to have a debate something like two weeks before the election after so many people have early voted. Everything, as usual, is a scam. He's sort of a, a sort of a Joe Biden type uh, candidate, you know, has run the thing basically um, from his basement. I, I say Laxalt wins in Nevada. That would be a pickup. What do you say? <clears throat> Uh, I think that's a, a done deal. Yeah, I do He's too. A fabulous candidate. Yep. And I don't like this, and I don't like saying it. If it's a wave election, I would call this off. We'll wait and see on that. But I think somehow, some way, even though he's awful, I think Mark Kelly will be reelected in Arizona, which is a shame. But it won't be because he's good. It's just that Arizona is not 
Republican anymore. Uh, do you give the Republican candidate any chance there? I give him a chance, but I agree with you that um, somehow this this Kelly's going to pull it out, even though he's an absolute zero as a senator. I agree. I agree completely. I also believe that Herschel Walker uh, will beat Raphael Warnock in Georgia. What do you say about that race? I agree with that. Uh, Warnock's um, 100% voting for the Biden agenda. And I think that people are, you know, seeing his radical side. Uh, the Walker campaign has been very good at bringing out the, the radical positions that uh, Warnock has held over the years. And, you know, that's what's in his heart, and that's the way he's going to vote. And that really, I can't believe that the people of Georgia really want that kind of representation. If Herschel Walker can win, and he is leading right now, it's amazing how these polls have changed. Uh, who was the Who's the guy? Oh, my gosh. He was so far behind. And now he's within, it might be, what's Kelly's opponent's name? Massey? Blake Masters. Masters. Okay, close. Uh, Blake Masters is within three points in that race. He could win. He was way out at one point. But again, these polls are garbage to begin with. Uh, I've always believed that in pickup states, if Republicans won two, meaning Herschel Walker in Georgia, Laxalt in Nevada, and I think there's some other places where Republicans are going to be able to win. Uh, I believe the Republicans will have either a 51-49 or 52-48 majority at the end of this. I'm not as confident, Kirk, about Republicans winning the um, the Senate as I am about guaranteeing that Republicans have already won the House. And incidentally, Chuck Schumer knows that, too. Uh, he got caught. Uh, and there was a little bit of media reporting on him saying, you know, Pelosi's in trouble. Uh, he was trashing her. And, you know, they're holding open the um, ambassador to Italy uh, for Pelosi. It's over. They know it. Biden knows it. He can talk ultra MAGA, you know, Republicans and all this garbage. But they know the House is gone. They're trying to hold the Senate. So I'm saying if Herschel Walker beats Warnock, in Georgia and Laxalt wins in Nevada. And I'll tell you, if we could say right now that Oz defeated Fetterman and that's a hold, not a pickup, then it really is over. I think it's very likely that Republicans are go- going to win the Senate. I think they might end up with uh, 55 seats. Yeah, I'm going to say that's too and much. It's... That would be, Kirk, uh, I have to get the break in. That would be wonderful. I don't see it. And if we went race by race, I the Republicans are defending so many more seats. Here's the good news, though. In two years, Democrats have a terrible map and they're going to lose a lot of seats in the Senate. Now, of course, things change. Republicans will be back in the majority in at least the House, possibly the House and the Senate. And then the media can blame them. Uh, so it's a little bit different environment than it would be. I wish next year's map or two years from now would be this year's map. And then it would be see you later. And absolutely, Kirk, 55, 45 would be would be the deal. Maybe more. Uh, we'll be back when we come back. I, I have to presume that Kirk Conover watched the Eagles in a fantastic 24 to 7 
win over Minnesota, who who absolutely demolished the Green Bay Packers just a week ago. And now the Eagles took it to Minnesota, a very, very strong 2-0 start for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the team they beat last week won this week. The team that won big last week, they beat this week. I really like this team. The offensive line is fantastic and improved. The defense is improved. The wide receiving core is improved. The secondary is improved. I, I'm, I am in awe, actually, Kirk, of how much they have improved. And they were a playoff team last year after winning their last seven games. Uh, I'm in awe of how much they have improved and how much Jalen Hurts has improved as a quarterback. He's throwing the ball terrific. He can run almost at will. He's such a threat out there. Uh, Kirk, let's get your take on all of this when we come back in just a little bit. It's 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Chuck Malamut joining us in 15 minutes and then wide open forum, which I can't wait in today's final hour. Your chance to play on our 609-407-1450 phone lines. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. We thank you for it, and we can't do it without you, and we know that. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Thank you. Welcome back. Early in the morning, five minutes before the top of the hour. Chuck Malamut joining us in just a little bit, all about your financial matters. And then it's your turn to play at 609-407-1450. I don't believe the Philadelphia Eagles really could have started off any better. I mean, maybe letting Detroit kind of sort of making last week's game hurt a little bit. Uh, making it closer than it should have been, and then not even covering the spread, by the way. I'm not a gambler, but they, they failed to cover the spread by half a point with that um, yacking up you know, a big lead, whatever it was, 31-17 or something like that. Uh, but they head into week three really looking strong, Kirk. They do, and uh, the only disappointment I had was, uh, you know, they had a bad second half against uh, Detroit defensively, and, you know, last night they just were too conservative in the second <laughs> half, and then I, I, I hope they keep the, you know... Pedal to the metal there a little bit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at what they've got. They've got A.J. Brown, they've got Devontae Smith, uh, really, really strong... Sanders is good. I like Boston Scott a lot. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, uh, do you agree with me? He is, and Goddard's excellent tight end. Um, do you agree with me that Jalen Hurts just looks like a substantially better quarterback than last year? Much better. And I like the fact that uh, he looks comfortable in the pocket when he yep. stays in the pocket. Yep. And, uh, you know, he threw that long pass down down the field for 
you know, completion uh, from the, he looked like uh, a veteran uh, all-star, all-star quarterback. <laughs> so he's comfortable in the pocket. He's also terrific when he rolls out, and he's very accurate when he's on the move, too. Yeah, and when he goes on the rollout, you know, everybody's got to think about, is he going to run or is yeah. he going to pass? Yeah. And that, that uh, indecision uh, makes for uh, good playmaking. So, I mean, it's obviously only yeah. two games, so we'll stay, you know, sober about it. But what do you think about their prospects? Well, it's two games, but it, it's against teams that uh, the so-called experts think, you know, are going to be contenders. I know Detroit... You know, is coming. Uh, they're like a rebuilding team, but supposedly, when you read all the preseason stuff, they were supposed to be in the hunt. Oh yeah, they were. They were be- being raved about, and of course, Minnesota uh, dismantled Green Bay just last week. So that was very encouraging. To you know, when you when you beat the team the next week and skunk them the way that uh, that the Eagles did, and only gave them seven points, uh, and that was really just that one drive. Incidentally, this was early on, Kirk, but I never saw three consecutive. They weren't in a row, but they were in a short period of time. Uh, illegal, you know, receiver downfield. It, it, I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of like rabbit ear officials. They were like looking for stuff that wasn't there, and then uh, uh, Devonte Smith got hit with a with a flag that cost a first down. It, look, they won the game and they won big, but there was some bad officiating in that game. Yeah, those little receivers on the field that was they would show the replays. They were not five yards down the field. No, they were like three yards off the line of scrimmage. It was terrible. You know, just the, and Smith avoided contact. He didn't pick. He didn't interfere. And that was a, a phantom flag. It, and I mean, it looked like they were cheating. It was so bad. You know, certain things you, you can miss close calls and all of that. This looked very. It looked very bad to me. What was going on? Kirk, we're out of time. Uh, hold on, I'll say goodbye. Off the air. Chuck Malamut is going to join us in just a few minutes. And then Wide Open Forum one hour from now on the Hurley in the Morning program. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Yep. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You know, nine years in a row, but who's counting? Uh, this program is presented by Chuck Malamut, a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck Malamut and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast and are subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, member SIPC. Chuck, welcome to your program. Good morning, Harry. Good to hear you. Harry, can you hear me? Hear you uh, crystal clear, as they would say. Uh, Market update, Chuck. Time is yours. So, Harry, let's 
spend just a brief minute with a summation of what happened last week, and then I'd like to get into the details, on it, which we normally never do, which is a, more on a day-to-day because it was you know, a pretty volatile week. Uh, we finished the week up. We finished the week, I should say, with all indices down. Stocks were down for the fourth time in the last five weeks. Uh, and now we're down about almost 10% from the highs we put in on August the 12th. And the main event of the week was the um, hotter-than-expected August CPI report that was reported actually when we were together last Tuesday. Um, the best sectors were healthcare down 2.5%, energy down 2.5%, uh, worst sectors, materials down 6.7%, REITs down 6.2, and communication services down about 6.4%. So if you looked where we were year-to-date going into yesterday, the Dow was the, the best performer of the lot, down almost 14%, followed by the S&P down 18 uh, and the, the loser in the group continues to be the NASDAQ down about 26%. Uh, it, it, you know, sectors that um, the best three sectors still year to date, energy up 45%, utilities up about 5.7%. And the third best sector was actually a losing sector, which is consumer staples down about 6.3%. And is not working, communication services, information technology, Consumer discretionary down anywhere from 22 to 33%. You know, we continue to talk about uh, bonds, and we'll get into a little more discussion later today, but bonds were off again for the week, down 1%, this being the 10-year Treasury. And year-to-date, that uh, that 10-year Treasury, Harry, is now down about 14.5%. And we've never seen, again, this kind of action in the markets uh, where both stocks and bonds were off uh, and continue to trade off year to date. Hey, Chuck, not on our agenda today, but I'm going to put it on the agenda because um, I think I think I read this, but you tell me if I'm wrong. Do we not only have an inverted yield curve, but a a substantially inverted yield curve at the moment? Well, I, I mean, the yield curve has been inverted for for some time, and your inverted yield curve comparing the two-year Treasury to the ten-year Treasury, where the the two-year Treasury is yielding higher than the 10-year. This has been now for any of a number of weeks. And I think from a perspective, like how long has the yield curve been inverted, that might be what you were looking at. But the spread between the twos and the tens has narrowed somewhat. Okay, It was significantly wider just, you know, uh, just several weeks ago. But, yeah, the, the curve is inverted, has been inverted. And then the inverted yield curve typically um, spells out that the is a recession. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a recession, you know, on its way. Wow. Uh, and, and and that's what everyone is um, so determined to try to understand. And, you know, when are we going to are we going to get a recession and how long is the recession going to be before? So that's something that. You know, the market is, you know, weighing. On By the way, does it also consider the possibility 
that we're already in a recession, not that one might be coming, but that we're already in one? Well, you know, depending upon what the definition of a recession is, you know, for the years that we've been together and the years that the market has operated, um, the you know, recession definition of definition of a recession previously was uh, two consecutive negative quarters of growth, uh, and we were there at the end of the last quarter. But they changed the wording. You know, July, the, July twenty seventh. Uh, all of a sudden. The definition definition of a recession is a little bit different now. God, Um, I mean, I know we keep politics out of your show, but, you know, can we trust anything anymore? If you could just wipe anything out, if you – I I make it a point I don't speed, uh, but if if I'm going 80 in a a 65 uh, and I get a ticket, I don't get to say 80 isn't speeding – uh, I said it is the new limit. I mean, they're just changing this stuff as we go. Uh, yeah, Harry, that is that is a problem. And uh, I mean, it, in certain, certain parts of the country, it certainly feels like we're in recession. And it really means that happen. nothing is beyond this political, uh, hyper-political atmosphere that we operate under because this just was, I mean, 10 times in a row. This was just a generally accepted principle of accounting that two negative quarters of GDP and you are in a recession. Now, we never we never disputed that before. And I truly believe if the prior president were still the president, we wouldn't be disputing it now. We wouldn't be saying, hey, maybe just maybe oh, inverted yield curve and maybe this shows that maybe we'll get into a recession, maybe somewhere down the road. It would already be self-evident that we're in a recession. It's really um it, it's it's quite crooked, and it's I think it's bad for business. And when when it pollutes now into the world of finances that should be outside of all of this kind of thing, uh, that, that to me that becomes very problematic because you can just start changing everything and saying that nothing is what it used to be, and then there's no definitive way of looking at anything if you can just change. Everything we used to accept without challenge is now questioned or changed, you know, in some way. I see that as a big problem. Let's get the first break in. When we come back, uh, Chuck, the time will be yours. We're approaching 15 minutes past the hour to reach Chuck Malamut for all of your financial needs. 609-383-2010. 609-383-2010. A lot of important content straight ahead with Chuck Malamut and yours truly. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Three. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We continue at 19 minutes past the hour with Chuck Malamut, all about your financial matters. Chuck, time is yours. <laughs> So, Harry, as we started the show today, I thought, and I mentioned to you and your listeners, maybe what we would we, we do, which we normally do not do, is actually spend a few minutes talking about what happened last week on a, on a day-to-day basis, because it was a big week in the equity markets. Um, as I mentioned to you, you know, earlier this morning and to your listeners, the equity markets were all down pretty significantly. Um, we did anticipate going into last week somewhat of a volatile week, 
But what actually transpired went way beyond what I think all of us had expected. Uh, getting to the point, and here's sort of a recap, which took place last week, Harry. You know, Monday, you know, markets continued their positive momentum from the previous week. Um, as, the, you know, those that, you know, are in the market, you know, we're, we're anticipating some positive news with respect to consumer prices. And the S&P was up a little bit over 1% for the day. Um, last Tuesday, when we were together at 8.30 uh, a.m., as you know, CPI was reported. And it was worse than expected. Uh, it would increase, you know, month over month by, you know, 0.1%. Um, and, and the increased costs were from food, shelter, medical devices, and, and those increases, Harry, offset more than the 10.6% decline we saw in gas prices that we, you know, recognized during the month. So I don't want to use the word head fake, but if, but if you think about it, you know, every day the price of the pump, mm-hmm. you know, prices were going down. And all of us, um, and, you know, even the, the professionals, you know, that do this for a living, were of the thought that inflation would be lower, uh, not higher. Um, so, And Chuck, now we're heading into the heating season. Uh, every single thing that I read is calling for a very, very challenging uh, energy um, situation this winter. It's it's not going to be an easy winter. Um, it'll be a little bit easier here than it will be, you know, overseas. That's for sure. We'll, we'll um, good point. I'm going to cover that, Harry, if it's okay with you, yep. as we get a little bit later into our discussion today. Um, so, what you know, what some participants were thinking about uh, going into last Tuesday, there's a small probability that we'd have a 50 basis point increase with rates at the Fed meeting, which is actually starting today, uh, concluding tomorrow. We're going to get this news tomorrow at about 2 o'clock. Uh, so what, so that got basically wiped out and what has, what has since transpired, the, the, the probability of a 75 basis point rate hike dropped Harry from 90 to 80%, but the likelihood of a hundred basis point rate hike that no one had ever really spoken about yep. is now at about 20%. Um, so in, in, in one day, um, you know, the S&P had its greatest single-day loss for the year, you know, dropping 4.3%. Mm. So that was how we finished up on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, you know, I, I think everyone was kind of numb by everything that was going on. And the pain that we experienced on Tuesday was, was you know, subsided slightly on Wednesday, um, producer price index, which really uh, no one really pays that much attention to because they're so focused on CPI, was actually down one-tenth of 1% one month over month and 8.7% year over year. And, and that's the lowest increase that we have seen since August of, of last year. So that's actually a good thing. Um, consumer, you know, Harry, PPI is referred to it is a leading indicator 
uh, versus consumer prices. So, so it would now appear that CPI on a go forward basis maybe wasn't as bad as everyone had, had assumed when they looked at the numbers. But even so, you know, the damage was already done. And uh, on Tuesday, so the, on Wednesday, the S&P 500 was up about, you know, three quarters, or I'm sorry, one third of 1%. Uh, Thursday, lots of news hit the market and the market was, you know, I guess if you use the word whipsaw, you know, it, it, it moved higher, moved lower. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, the market was down a little bit over 1%. You know, jobless claims, and this is what the Fed's looking at here. You look at a lot of data, but they look at jobless claims, came in at 213,000 and the estimate was 228,000 and we're looking that's not necessarily a good sign because what the Fed is trying to do with these rate hikes is slow the economy down. So they actually want more people not working and more people filing these jobless claims. Hmm. Um, well, it all so sounds, I know it, I know this is true, but it all sounds so counterintuitive. Well, it does. It does because you say, well, you want people to work and you want the economy to work, yeah. you know, and, you want us to grow, and yeah. and and we're and and what the Fed is and is telling you, and the economists are telling you, they want, they need this number to go higher, not lower. So, with that two hundred, with that two hundred thirteen thousand jobless claims coming in versus two hundred twenty eight thousand, it, it gave Powell and his team, um, you know, more firepower, I guess, Harry, to be more aggressive with this uh, upcoming rate hike decision. You know, at the same time, retail sales came in better than expected, up three-tenths of 1% in August. The expectation was no growth. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're sort of in a, in, a, in a predicament right now. And then Friday, as I mentioned to you before, you know, uh, we were expecting a fair amount of volatility, but Friday, Harry, it was extremely volatile. It was the, you know how we have these, uh, uh, which uh, we have these quarter end uh, events. So we had four quadruple witching events that occurred on last Friday. So, and that was the, what that is, Harry. That's, a, that's the expiration of, of various stock index futures, uh, stock index options, Stock options and single stock future contracts, and we, you know, so that all to itself will create some volatility. But I think what caught everyone by surprise uh, was that FedEx came out and they pre-announced, and and they and it was obviously it was not good. They are withdrawing all future company guidance. Mm. Um, you, you know, they are one of the largest global shipping firms. And, and I think a lot of strategists are saying, well, geez, this could be sort of the canary in the coal mine as we look into, you know, third quarter uh, earnings and potentially a more global uh, recession, more serious global recession ahead than no one had really anticipated. Um, now, if you kind of look at it all, maybe, maybe, Harry, there is a silver lining in here, maybe the activity was a bit of a overreaction last week. I mean, there, there is a 
a lot of uncertainty about the Fed, what the Fed's going to do with respect to these rate hikes, not only this month, next month, and the month after. But, you know, 75 basis points already is priced into, into the markets right now. And, and Does the, that make really the chance that it could go up a full point even more likely than 20%? If, if they just do what already was going to happen if some of this uh, more um, dour news hadn't unfolded, is I, it almost seems like the odds should be better than that, than 20%. Well, you know, Harry, you think about it. Uh, you can go from zero to 20 very, very quickly. True. Because you know, a week ago, we were nowhere. I know, and it's true. And 20%, uh, uh, you know, do, they do come in sometimes. So it could happen. It just seems to me this was much worse than expected. And they were doing 75 basis points anyhow. If it's worse than expected and they only do what they were going to do anyhow, you know, what have they done? Uh, so I, I'm thinking maybe there's uh, more of a chance – that that could happen. I still th- wouldn't bet on it, uh, but it's, it's uh, interesting to uh, to contemplate. Let's get the bottom of the hour break in. Much more with Chuck Malamut. Somewhere down the road, we've been paying a lot of attention to this Atlanta Fed, not just today, but in the past as well, because in the first quarter, they said we were going to have about 2.6% or thereabouts, uh, positive growth, and of course it was negative. Then in the second quarter, they said the same deal. There was going to be positive growth, and it wound up being negative. Then in the third quarter, they spoke again, and we'll wait till we get there. That's a few items from now, about four or more items from now. But I'm very interested in Chuck's take on all of this. We've been reporting on it and following it very, very closely because obviously a lot has happened in just a couple of weeks because there's a dramatic, dramatic change in what they are forecasting. Chuck will have all of that coming up in just a little bit. And a reminder, for all of your financial planning needs, turn to Chuck Malamut, the official, the exclusive financial planner, financial consultant for the Hurley in the Morning program, 609-383-2010. The number to reach Chuck Malamut and the Malamut team, 609-383-2010. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley at 30 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Congressman Jeff Andrew calls out what he is uh, outlining as a sham debate that he was never, ever a part of uh, that is scheduled by the Atlanta County League of Women Voters, supposedly for tonight. He won't be there. He'll be voting in Washington. Graffiti, trash, and neglect at Atlantic City Recreation Fields. We have the story, and Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has named his entire executive leadership team. We have that story. 
From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. A new air mass arriving this morning, sliding back temperatures and humidity levels a bit, and making for two days of nice weather. Mostly sunny skies and breezy at times, with a high temperature around 81 this afternoon. Mainly clear tonight, low 62. Another nice day coming up tomorrow, sun and clouds, high 81. Next chance of rain will be on Thursday, cooling down through the end of the week. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back. It's 36 minutes past the hour with Chuck Malama talking all about financial matters. Chuck, we're to the exciting part of your program where we can talk about inflation. Okay, Harry, I didn't quite know that that's the exciting part. Yeah, it's exciting. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So. It's exciting. It's terribly exciting. You know, we we mentioned this um, about three or four weeks ago, and I just wanted to you know bring it up again to, to your listeners that, you know, we still think there's a reasonable path for inflation uh, to, to moderate to that, to about 4 to 5% on an annualized basis year over year. However, you know, the Fed is, you know, has been uh, pretty much to the point stating that they want to get that inflation down to the 2% target that they have identified. And, and if that happens, if we get there, Harry, unfortunately, what the Fed will create is by pushing on these rates is a recession. There will be a fair amount of pain, um, you know, to get from four to five percent down to that two percent target. So, I mean, it's something that we really need to keep our eye on. And uh, we're, I, I'm not suggesting that four, four to five percent is um, is acceptable. But you know, getting to two, I, there's going to be a lot of pain. It's something that. I think all of us are going to unfortunately participate in. Chuck, great, um, great analysis uh, and uh, sobering at the same time. As you know, I'm a big believer in the expression past is prologue because I like to go Shakespeare and show my intellect any any chance I have the opportunity. But on a serious note, I do believe past is prologue. What does the past show us in terms of previous tightening cycles? What happens? Well, Harry, unfortunately, during uh, the majority of the previous tightening cycles that we have participated in, um, the Fed only stopped tightening after their rates, the Fed rates, exceeded the rate of inflation. So think about that for a second. Oh, my God. All right. So the Fed funds is currently at 2.38% or 2.375%. The past would indicate that they would be willing to go as high as 8%? Well, I don't know if it's quite 8 but remember we just mentioned inflation probably get to that 4 to 5% range. It's right. a fairly easy task. Okay. And a, and a lot of market participants are suggesting that the, that the Fed fund rate might end up topping out at, say, 4 and a quarter percent Okay. So if, if inflation gets cut in half, you could see the um, the rate 
going as high as a little over 4%. Yeah, well, Harry, I'm not going to make any... Right, and by the way, you said it's rather easy. Uh, th- this outfit doesn't seem like anything's easy. Uh, you know, we, we, we thought we were going down and then it went back up. I don't know how easy it's going to be because their policies also... It's, th- th- I don't think the Fed... The Fed is powerful and they have certain ability to create uh, results, but they, they don't... They can't control everything. I mean, if we're still spending like crazy and and making bad decisions with energy and these different things and if we have problems with uh you know the 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 supply chain and all these things that are crippling businesses and the american people i know i know you read some of the work that we put out i mean look at all these businesses that are closing chuck they can't find staff they can't keep staff they can't the cost of everything is is incredible this is a very challenging time you know harry um you know Great segue into what I wanted to then discuss is the, the number one concern facing pretty much most businesses is this chronic shortage of labor. Yeah. Um, you know, businesses are, you know, there's their, their, their responses to spend a little bit more on capital equipment and technology to be able to, you know, increase uh, productivity. But, you know, you still need, you know, you still need people you know, to, to operate, you know, this equipment. So, Chuck, look look at what we have happening. And you know this is fresh on my mind because I've written a number of articles for WPGTalkRadio.com and WPG Talk Radio 95.5, the app. And it is this. Every business that we have spoken with that we have written about that is closing after 98 years, after 40 years, after 30 years, they're all saying that they cannot attract and they cannot retain staffing. And that also the cost and the availability of things, which has now created situations, even the outlets that can stay open and, and are navigating through this um, very challenging time, you see things we've never seen before. They're closing one day a week, closing two days a week. I mean, there's a whole paradigm shift here. There is, Harry. You know, recently there's a, a business roundtable this uh, CEO survey was conducted, and and these CEOs plan because of where we are, uh, in all likelihood, you know, sort of looking into the future. They're going to decrease, you know, hiring practices and their capital investments uh, because of this high inflation and these higher interest rates. Now, um, that's sort of counter to what we just kind of talked about. Because, you know, they, they can't get the people now. And as a result of that, there's the business, you know, can't produce, you know, goods and services as, you know, previously anticipated. So we're kind of in a. Can, know, is it a kind of a catch 22? It is. Yeah, it, it most likely is. That's what it sounds and, like. Um, you know, uh, you're seeing look, you're seeing layoffs now in a lot of these big companies. I mean, as we mentioned, FedEx. But you, you have to admit, this is like a psychotic conversation because on one hand, and it is all true. That's not an insult. It's all true. But on one hand, businesses are closing because they cannot attract and keep people. But on the other hand, businesses are laying off. How can both be true? <laughs> well, Harry, they're not necessarily, they might not necessarily be laying off today. Right. But if business conditions persist as anticipated, 
then you're not going to have a need for as many employees. And yeah. I think those that were sitting on the sidelines and saying, well, geez, you know, I can work part-time or, you know, I'm going to continue to push uh, to work from work remotely. Uh, the working remotely, Harry, and I know this is not on our agenda, but it's something that we just maybe want to talk about here. I want to say for the most part, that could be a thing of the past with a lot of these companies. I mean, you... Well, they want it to be. You have the New York Times. It has like, I forget if it's like 1,300 people. They don't want to come back. I mean, there comes a point in time where the employer says you need to come back. In certain cases, as you know, Chuck, if you can get the work done, they don't care. But in, in other cases, people want to have the teams together and their strength in that. And they don't want to be all virtual all the time. Chuck, uh, reserve the time on the other side of the break. We're approaching 45 minutes past the hour. Let's get the break in. And after that, we're going to get to not my favorite talking point because it's it's terrible news. But we have been covering this very, very aggressively on this program. The Atlanta Fed's uh, recalculation of the third quarter in just the past couple of weeks. It's dramatic. Chuck has all of it coming up as we continue. And a reminder for all of your financial planning needs, turn to the best in the business. Chuck Malamut, 609-383-2010, 609-383-2010. Let Chuck introduce you to his perfected concept of total asset management, coupled with the all-important asset allocation, which is always important. And Chuck doesn't change but especially important right now with Chuck Malamut. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Hey, thank you, great one. Chuck, let me uh, sidebar with you for 30 seconds. Total surprise. Uh, Chuck doesn't know this is coming. Who is the biggest surprise after week two of the early NFL season? Who is the big surprise or a big surprise that comes to your mind? <laughs> That's a really tough question, Harry. I mean, there were some crazy games last week. I mean, Miami. Yeah. Um, I think pulling that out of the air, because I know I hit you cold with this. Uh, they're 2-0. and uh, I think they are surprised. How about the Giants at 2-0? Yeah, are the Giants yeah, a surprise? Giants, Giants are Jets, Jets, Jets. I yeah. mean, they're, yeah. they had a phenomenal game. Um, yeah, there's one thing about the NFL. It certainly is crazy. There's no doubt about it. And I think that, I mean, last night, not to talk football, but Buffalo certainly looks like they could be the team that goes on the AFC side to the Super Bowl. Um, but it is early yet in the season, and the NFC, is Harry? I just think that's a toss-up right now. I think I think the NFC is completely up for grabs. Tampa Bay doesn't look great, but they're getting it done. The Eagles do look very good, but let's wait and see. And and the, yeah, the NFC is. I agree with you completely up for grabs. Before we go to the Atlanta Fed, was there anything you wanted to share relative to the last discussion before the break? No, I think you. I think you uh, summarized it correctly. That there's still a fair amount of confusion as to what's happening in the labor market and and uh, who's working and who's not and why. But 
that sort of takes us to the next talking point, and that's the Atlanta Fed. Um, and just going back in time, I think they blew the first quarter. They blew the second quarter. Then they did the same thing all over again. They were forecasting again. How do you go from as recently as September 1st saying that we will grow positive growth of 2.6%, then they downgraded it on the 4th, they downgraded it on the 9th, and they downgraded it further on the 15th. Within two weeks, it is now 2.6% down to 0.5%, unless you're going to correct me, Chuck. That's what I've been reporting the last couple of days. If that is indeed correct, that's a pretty wild drop in a couple of weeks, wouldn't you say? It is, Harry, but, you know, I think it's all a result of, of the information that they see. Yeah. Uh, you know, the you know what comes in, we, you know, weekly jobless claims, uh, retail sales, CPI, PPI. Um, you know, we were just set not too long ago to grow at 2.6%. And as you mentioned, Q3, now they're down to one half of 1%. So I guess the question is going to be, Harry, what happens if it comes in? Uh, negative. You just took the you just took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Which would be the third consecutive quarter that they expected more than two and a half percent growth that ultimately would have wound up being in the negative. Uh, that would be. Um, I don't think anybody would be doubting that we're in a recession if that happens. Now, of course, none of that's going to happen before the October eighth election. I, I think a lot of things that are going on right now are, uh, I'll call them geopolitical, just to be kind. I think there's um, uh, an okey-doke going on right now to keep things looking a certain way to get through the November 8th election. You may or may not agree with that statement, but I just see a lot of strange things going on that are hard to explain. No, Harry, look, you are you are absolutely correct, and I was going to go there uh, that a lot of this is all around November 8th. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, a lot of the, and the information is the information. I mean, they, they can't, they, that can't be changed. The narrative can change. Yeah. And the narrative, the narrative has changed. And, you know, for, for the, if you kind of put it in perspective, say like, okay, so what's going to happen here, you know, in, in the stock market? And then, you know, we'll probably end up, you know, in this volatile tug of war between the the bulls and the bears for the remainder of this year. I mean, the market's kind of trendless right now, Harry. I mean, it is it does have a negative bias. See, I don't I don't like that tug of war situation because one of the things that's always a saving grace are what are called buying opportunities. But if people feel like they this tug of war and who's going to get pulled into the mud. Uh, then they're not going to know what to do uh, and might not be as um, as uh, ready to 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 enter the market as they would be if if someone said to them, hey, you know, like Donald Trump bought real estate when the when the real estate turned down. He looked at that. This is buying opportunity. You and I have had conversations over the past 31 years on air. There are great buy, buying opportunities. But if it's um, a tug of war and you don't know who's going to win, uh, that gets a little bit um, concerning, wouldn't you, th- wouldn't you say? Well, it is, Harriet. And up until to this year, what was happening was that 
market participants would almost always typically buy the dip. Yeah. And, uh, and, and if you look at last Tuesday, you know, down four plus percent in, in, in one day, the worst day in over a year or for this year, 2022, you would maybe expect Wednesday, Thursday, Friday that the market, you know, that those bulls, as we'll call them, would be back in the market. And they're not. They are literally on the sidelines. Um, so the, the question is, and a lot of the pundits are saying that if you look at the S&P today, uh, what is the there is a, a fairly high probability that we're going to get to, we're going to test that 3,600 um, on the S&P, uh, you know, prior to the prior to the time we make new highs. Now, we're at about, we were just at about 3,900 plus at the close yesterday. So that's a, think about it, that's, a, that's another 10% move on the downside. No doubt. Chuck, quick reset. We're down to a minute, 609-383-2010. For all of your financial planning needs and to our listeners holding wide open forum begins in about six minutes, seven minutes after the top of the hour news break at 609-407-1450. So you hang in there. We're going to have a great hour and six minutes together. Chuck, uh, closing one minute, whatever you would like to uh, close out your program with time is yours. Well, Harry, look, we, we didn't really talk about Europe and I think the Eurozone and maybe we should. I mean, it looks like as 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 difficult and you talk about the heating season uh here in the u.s it's going to be actually worse overseas i mean they're headed for a recession high inflation energy supply issues um i mean you have if you're in europe you have putin telling you he's choking off your natural gas supply this winter they're going to have a rough go uh, yes, they will, Harry. I mean, and, and and I think what I'm going to do because we don't have a lot of time to really talk about that today. Maybe we will pick this up uh, next time we're together um, and, and chat about that if that's okay with you. It is perfect with me, Chuck. Thanks uh, for visiting. Congratulations on your big victory this week. Always proud of you. Way to go! <laughs> your, your little brother was was, your- was a close second. Well, Harry, look, it's, as we always talk about, this is a marathon. It's I not know. a sprint. So, Objects uh, in the mirror are closer than they appear. Chuck, have a great day. Mm-hmm. See you, pal. Hey, Harry, stay yeah. with me for a minute if you could. Yeah, I, I will. appreciate it. I Thanks. will. We'll be right back. Open WTG forum. WTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back. It's six minutes past the hour. Let's have a great wide open forum hour plus. We have until Brian Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the hour. So a full hour together in wide open forum at 609-407-1450. It's already been a great morning. Let's continue the uh, the positive momentum. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hello, Harry. Hey, hey. Hey, Harry. I didn't think you'd get to me right away. But look, uh, 
A couple things, you know, great Eagles game yesterday, uh, uh, you know, Hurts, you, you have to hand him his, his due. You know, he, he's improved so much, his, his work ethic. He's a high-character guy. Uh, can't really praise him enough for, for what he did yesterday and, and for, for showing, you know. Bob, I made an earlier comment that you may not have heard, and I said it very, very quickly, but uh, I meant every word of it. Everything you just said, I second. He is so improved from last year. The offensive line is so much improved. Uh, the defense has shown improvement. The secondary has shown improvement. The wide receiving core uh, has showed improvement. Goddard is is excellent at tight end. I think this is probably one of the greatest off seasons for the Eagles in I can't tell you how long. Yeah, uh, you know the the. Uh... This offense is hard hard to stop. I mean, Minnesota played a different style of defense yesterday than, than Detroit. Detroit sent the, the kitchen sink at Hurts last week with their blitzing. Minnesota, you know, played soft coverage. You know, they they uh, yeah they, they were they were trying to actually stop the run, and 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 Hurts, you know, just ate them up. What do you think about this statement? I know styles make the fight. I mean, for example, Ali Frazier, fifteen round wars. Uh, George Foreman made a mess of Fraser. Ali beat Foreman. Uh, so Styles make the fight. Minnesota smoked Green Bay. And one week later, Philadelphia smoked Minnesota. Now, later in the season, it's a number of weeks from now, the Eagles will play uh, Green Bay. Let me look at my... I can't remember if that is a... I think it's a home game. for. The, uh, yes. They'll play Green Bay at home, but you don't know, I mean, because many, many weeks, this game is not one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks away. But do you draw anything from the team that beat the team that you just beat? Well, you could see, I mean, Minnesota didn't play their game yesterday, but you could see that they are a dangerous, dangerous offense. I mean, they... they well, what uh, if I said the Eagles made them play the game that they played yesterday? Uh, sure, of course, you have to give the, the you know, you know, Darius Slay is probably the best cornerback in the league, if not the best, one of the best. I, I mean, he, he busted up four plays, had two interceptions, right? I mean, he's uh, he, he's he's a playmaker. Oh, yeah. This this kid Jefferson's an absolute talent uh, yeah. that, that we could have drafted. That, that, we, that the, the announcers were shocked. They're thinking nobody goes one on one with him, and and yet he was able to. Uh, he he is really good, and and you know, over the years, Bob, this has been the one area the Eagles secondary has been a significant weakness for this team. No, no, it's a very big upgrade. I mean, the, the, you know, Bradbury on the other side, he, he's, he's a plus cornerback. He's not just an average cornerback. He's, he's good too. So, you know, they, they've got, you know, in Detroit, look, we, we get on the defense last week. They didn't play that great against Detroit, but Detroit put, put up 20, 37 points against Washington, who's got one of the best defenses in the league. How do you see the Eagles doing against their former quarterback next week? Uh, I, I think they, the Eagles should should have a chip on their shoulder. I mean, Wentz pretty much said, you know, 
He'll never win a Super Bowl in Philadelphia with this organization. Uh, after he, he was given $120 million and was treated like royalty in, in Philadelphia. So I, I think I think they're going to be up for, for giving Wentz a big spanking. Well, so. until, he, until he got hurt, the Eagles uh, certainly gave him a team that could win a Super Bowl. I just don't think he would have won the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I no, you, you you were right, and you know, uh, you know, Charles Kane and I both disagreed with you, Harry. But you were so so right about you know, uh, if if not, for, and look, nobody wanted Wentz to get hurt, but I, he doesn't beat Trump, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You know, Nick Foles when he's hot, he's one of the best best absolute best quarterbacks in the league now and, and they put together such a great playbook for his strengths that was also a big part of the success yeah no no it was that was just that was just terrific but hey look just i, I do want to make a point about the republicans chances in these these midterm elections and the, the, and i'm glad you are because there's such a thirst right now to make it look like the other side is going to do the unthinkable. It's such an okie doke. I smell it. I see it. It stinks. Uh, so go right ahead. Well, you know, when we pay attention to the polls that really count, particularly the Trafalgar polling, that's the only one that, that is real, in my opinion. All these races are winnable that that they you know the democrats think they're they're in good shape well yeah, they're not even blake masters in arizona where uh mark kelly has just been a terrible terrible united states senator uh blake masters has a shot at winning that i don't bob i don't think he's going to and if we're going to lose some let it be ones that are not um uh an incumbent running to you know to hold the seat uh, so I think that one is probably going to go to uh, to Mark Kelly. It shouldn't because he's been terrible. And Blake Masters is in it. But uh, J.D. Vance has made a huge move. I think Ohio has figured out that this Ryan is an absolute fraud. Well, you know, the the rally President Trump had last week in, in Youngstown, which is Ryan's district. Youngstown is emblematic of, of what's wrong with the one-party system in this country that has ruined manufacturing jobs, that has, has turned vibrant middle-class cities into drug-infested wastelands, which is what Youngstown has become. That That is, is symbolic. You know, you, you have 20 miles of abandoned steel mills in Youngstown, Ohio. Wow. And, and, you know, yeah. And, and there's a documentary by Chris Rufo. And he focused on Youngstown, uh, Stockton, California, Memphis, Tennessee. And what, what the, the, the devastation in those cities that was caused by our manufacturing base being shipped overseas, jobs going away, and people feeling a total sense of hopelessness. You know, there, there's, so anyway, People in Ohio, yeah, they 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 realize they know that 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 JD Vance is totally with President Trump in in bringing back the middle class. I mean, he's got a comfortable two, almost three point lead in that right now. Uh, he's he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah, Trafalgar 
Trafalgar has them up by five. Well, that's even better. I, I was looking sort of at it. That's true. I mean, and a lot of these are garbage and registered voters and not likely voters and all of that. I trust Trafalgar uh, immensely. Also Rasmussen, uh, because they sample likely voters. They don't oversample Democrats and Democrat leaning independents. And their their numbers have held up over the past 15 years uh, as as accurate. Let me run to the break, Bob. Uh, Great call. The key is they're all holds. So you got to win them. The key is going to be Herschel Walker beating Raphael Warnock in Georgia, which I am very confident is going to happen. Walker leads at the moment, and uh, he's on. I think he's on a good glide path to pull that off. And then it would be great. I think this is also um, ready to almost uh, seal the deal. Laxalt in Nevada. See, these are all pickups. If we hold, and and even if something happens and it would be a disgrace, this Fetterman is not even coherent, you know, and I wish him well uh, health-wise, but he's, he's a disaster. I mean, he can't, he can't campaign. He can't debate. Uh, the few times I've seen him, he's really shaky, which kind of tells me these commercials are old commercials. Uh, something weird going on because he doesn't talk like that when you see him. It, it's something very, very strange that I haven't bothered to uh, strain my brain to try to figure out. But uh, that looks like slice and dice stuff going on because he's very smooth in the commercials, but very shaky uh, anytime you see him live. So something Something there that it's not even worth our time, you know, wasting uh, to, to to even figure out what it is. But I even think Oz is going to come back and win that one. Well, so Harry, I just w- one last point there. The, the, there's a saboteur in a Republican Party. You mean Mitch McConnell? Tr- no, he no. is too. Lindsey. Lin- oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Lindsey Graham on the abortion thing. All right, and 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 his effort here to nationalize. Abortion. Now, I'm pro-life as absolutely pro-life, but this needs to be incremental. He's trying to nationalize this with his his legislation. Right, which actually took away from what Republicans said was a decision that was just, but it would return it to the states. He did exactly what the Democrats charged Republicans wanted to do. He 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 gave them a big, big issue there. Exactly. Exactly. And and by the way, I don't think it's going to hurt too many House races that are pretty settled, although there's about nine in particular that could go either way. That probably will tip a few races and it could tip a Senate race or two. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. I, I just hope the people of South Carolina eventually wake up to realize this guy is a pure leftist. Yeah, he, they, they, he never should have done that. It was very suspicious. And very uh, unnecessary. I wish the Supreme Court didn't even touch that right now because that the Democrats had nothing. They can't run on this horrific record. What are they going to run on? That it was like zero to one and a half percent inflation. And now it's eight, eight and a half going towards nine uh, and all the other things, you know, that we could bring up energy. We were energy independent, net oil exporter. Now we're begging uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, I mean, imagine Biden after the things that he said about the crown prince uh, begging him, you know, for oil. It, it's it's disgusting. All of it. All right. Break time, Bob. Great call. Good to talk to you. All right. We're off and running. Don't go away. Just one open phone line at 
407-1450. Your phone calls continue right after this on the Hurley in the Morning program. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG, Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you and welcome back. 24 minutes past the hour. It's the Hurley in the Morning program. Tell a friend on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, Dan joins the program. We're going to talk mostly baseball because there is something happening right now that you don't have to be a Yankee fan. This has not happened in... 61 years i mean it's it's remarkable and it is such a a season for the ages we might not see anything like it ever again stanton a few years ago back in 2017 had 59 uh hasn't been anything like it since and here is judge after 146 games really sitting pretty but one national issue first dan on the issue of who countermanded president biden's comment to uh, Scott Pelley of 60 Minutes, uh, I don't have an answer for you uh, because it's it's so corrupt. All they're saying is that a White House official has said that the policy, the American policy uh, towards China and Taiwan has not changed. So when the president said not once but twice that if China attacks Taiwan, uh, we will defend Taiwan. I'm not... Uh, against that incidentally but it's not the policy of the country he's done it before and i know the answer i will i will give you one answer that i know about this if you lead joe biden because he is truly um just he's failing before our eyes if you lead him with the answer you will get the yes that you were looking for and several journalists have been able to do this to joe biden where they load the question in a way uh where he just says yes He's Ron Burgundy, uh, you know, blank you, Santiago. Uh, He says what you want him to say. That's the state that I believe that he's in right now. But there is no one taking credit. But yet the media goes along with this. I mean, he's the president. If he says it, it is the policy of the United States. But they immediately say that it's not. Who they are, I will tell you, Susan Rice the prime minister self-proclaimed Ron Klain, uh, one of those jerks. Well, that's uh, apparently who might be running the running the whole show. And oh, not final a, thing on the yeah, policy. Yeah. By the way, not apparent. Not apparently, my friend. They are running the show. How many times has he said they don't want me taking? They don't want me taking questions. They don't want me doing this. Oh, they're not going to like this. I mean, come on. This guy is subservient and a spectator to his own presidency. Yeah, after I saw the Easter Bunny running the show, I'll believe anything. The Easter Bunny called off the president with the both hands waving. It was it was uh, it looked like a bank. Uh, what was that called? Uh, Baskin and Rankin uh, kids uh, cartoon Easter Bunny or Santa Claus is coming to town. All right. Did you have one more thing on that? Because I want to talk some baseball. 
uh, the final thing is when a COVID emergency is uh, declared over, does that mean the emergency powers of the president and all the governors are over? No, as well no, no, no. Don't, I, I, that was in my opening monologue. Don't be logical. Don't make sense. Don't don't speak the truth. Now, we're in bizarro world. He can say the pandemic is over. But of course, if the pandemic's over, then you can't forgive the student loans. You can't do all these other things that they say they have the emergency powers to do. Nope. He got corrected on that, too. They're they're saying, no, no, no. What he meant to say was the worst of the pandemic is over. No, I'm sorry. He twice said the pandemic is over. He, he didn't he didn't say what you're saying. You're changing what he said yet again. So it's the same answer as the first part. All right. So here's my story, Dan, and I'm sticking to it. The supposed record is year 2001, Barry Bonds hitting 73 home runs. That doesn't count with me. Mark McGuire hit 70 home runs in 1998. That doesn't count with me. Sammy Sosa hit 66 home runs in 1998. That was the big year that Major League Baseball celebrated this this amazing home run duel and all of that. They all knew that, you know, that, that Roy's and all this were involved. They didn't care. They loved it. Mark McGuire hit 65 home runs the next year in 1999. Sosa hit 64 in 2001. Sosa hit 63 in 1999. Those six, I do not count. The two I do count, 1927, Babe Ruth hitting 60 in 154 games, and he hit the the 60th in the 154th game, and Roger Maris hitting 61 in 162 games and he hit the 61st as you know in the 162nd game of the season and then there's Aaron Judge who sits right now at 58 and he's got 16 games left he's going to get it and then that is going to be my all-time record season uh, single season record for home runs do you are you in my camp or do you count these other uh, these other records? No, I'm a purist. I'm right with you because uh, I think the 154 has to be addressed. Let's get the 60 and 154 and cut that side of the argument out and make it undisputed, which Aaron Judge will do. Yep. And the 61, of course, he's going to get. And uh, I've got to believe that he makes him the home run home run champ. That's just one man's opinion. And now, in this case, with you, it's two. I mean, uh, how's Don Hurley feel about it? As we do. Uh, he doesn't count the steroid era at all. I don't know how anybody could. They're not getting into the Hall of Fame. I mean, so they're, they're certainly not considering those uh, performance records or you'd let them in. Uh, at the minimum, if it was okay for Ford Frick to put an asterisk for, and, and Maris never lived to see it come off when Faye Vincent took it off in whatever it was, 1985 or thereabouts, he never lived to see that. He had to live with an asterisk. You got. You have to do something if you're going to count them. Look, they did play them. They played the games. They hit the home runs. Uh, baseball, organized baseball, Major League Baseball, let them, you know, play and 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 all that. So I'm not adverse to them existing, but they have to be separate. They are the records that deserve the asterisk, and then the ones that don't have any questions. And look. In the 60s, they took uppers and things. There's always been cheaters. There's always been stuff. But I don't think there's anything like the anabolic steroids that just 
puffed people up to such super strength that things that would be flyouts were home runs. I mean, it just it just gives you it's terrible for your body, but it gives you such a competitive advantage. I loved in the movie 61 when Mantle says, don't let him tell you anything different. This is your record. Yeah, I, I agree. But I'm also with you. Uh, Babe Ruth hitting 60 and 154 games. Uh, I think there should be two separate records. There should be a 154 game record. Because how is it fair if you get to play six extra games? Now, of course, look, you could also say just let him play the games because the modern players had to play in lights uh that the if think if you played every game in the daylight daytime hours much easier to see uh you know big advantage there but of course ruth had to also live with the dead ball era and a lot of people don't know this but part of ruth's career and there's no way really to recreate these a home run had to land fair you can wrap it now around the pole, and if it lands foul, it's a home run. So there are a lot of variables where you could just say, just let you know, let the record stand. Uh, they each did it in a season. Yep, there's more games. Look at the NFL now with 17 games. O.J. Simpson did some yardage when it what what they used to play uh, 14 games or something like that, maybe 12. I forget what it was, but it was a lot less than what they play now. Dan, to be continued, I've got to go to break. We'll be back. I enjoyed the conversation immensely. And uh, Aaron Judge continues his pursuit of what I'm calling the single-season home run record. I'm not counting those other six. And they're not six people. It's three people, but six uh, times that people have hit over 60 home runs. Six of them don't count. Two of them do. They're both Yankees. And Judge will be the third, and he'll, he's a Yankee. It just happens to be the way that it is. Hank Greenberg at 58, his counts. It's not 60, but no, this steroid era, you, you can't count that. We'll be back. Your calls continue. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thanks very much. Welcome back. It's 37 minutes past the hour. Wide Open Forum continues at 609-407-1450. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry, how you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for asking. Same here. Um, the other day, uh, I'm not sure what dates. Don't worry, it's not that bad yet. <laughs> but, um, when Biden uh, was asked about, uh, no, he supposedly warned, this was the biggest joke, warned Putin about using tactical nukes. Right. And he started going, don't, don't, don't. You know something? I, I did, I saw the clip on um, Fox. And I almost sat there laughing, laughing. Here you have, uh, sadly, a person with less than cognitive functions to get through the day and other issues. And he is telling uh, the, uh, or should I say, the dictator of Russia uh, about not using tactical news. I mean, if I was Putin, 
and I saw this, or he told me that directly over the phone or whatever in the hotline, I think I would just start laughing yeah. hysterically. Yeah, it, Peter, it was weak. My, I think my favorite part of the interview, the CBS uh, 60 Minutes, what what a shell of of its former self when Mike Wallace, oh my gosh, he he would be just sick over over this this crazy uh, partisan show that it's become. Scott Pelley said, you know, they never take ownership for there's all this evidence that this is a true statement. Oh, you're you know, the Republicans would say they always make it like it's the other side saying it like they're not saying it themselves about him not being up for the job. And they always soft soap that they don't say things like mental acuity or all these very, very strange things that, that we all know that have happened that that all fit into the to, to the category of someone that that sadly is slipping. But, you know, he had traumatic brain injury, had uh, aneurysms burst. I mean, it's a it's a miracle. He's alive, you know, so he's susceptible to a lot of these problems. Um, and doctors will tell you that Ronnie Jackson will tell you that the president's former doctor. And it's not it's not to be cruel. It's not to be unkind. It's it's to be expected. So he said to him that, you know, if you run again, you're already the oldest president to ever serve. You know, you'll be this age by then. And then he said, like, hey, aren't I good? I mean, like like anybody Uh believes that he's good. It's just it's it's stunning. What if I could say what I miss the most and I'll never forget it when uh, uh, Reagan didn't realize the mic was hot. Oh, yeah. As they say in your industry. He was he said, I just signed legislation to outlaw the Soviet Union. And the bombing, bombing he said star- he also said the bombing starts in five minutes. And of course it was a joke. Boy, by today's standards, oh my gosh. That went away pretty quick as just a goof. By today's standard, Peter, oh my gosh. They would build a tabernacle around that. You'd never hear the end. Of something like that it's a whole different ball game now peter thanks for a great call joining us now is the former mayor of galloway township current galloway township councilman tom bassford mayor how are you my friend morning harry how are you doing today i'm doing well uh and uh, i'm going to read your mind because i know you're going to be speaking about a certain galloway township situation that a galloway township tie-in and that is the um the alleged debate we seem to be the only media source that's reporting this thing accurately there was never an agreed to debate but and i've I've spoken to him he never agreed to a debate because he knew he would be in a voting session this is a complete sham as the campaign manager said to us in our one-on-one interview with him and so congressman van drew will not be there tonight but somebody with very close ties to the galloway democrats seems to be very much behind van drew's opponent and there's evidence of her fundraising activities with democrats in galloway and uh i i I appreciate congressman van drew a lot of politicians elected officials wouldn't tackle something like this because look the name the league of women voters i mean it's this supposed it's supposed to sound as pure as white driven snow uh but there's i mean there's home cooking here yeah, well, it's always been that way, and I was surprised, Harry. I didn't didn't did not realize that Roe Goldberg was the, she's the president of the League of Women Voters. Yes, or, or she's very active in trying to get this event. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Time. I'm gonna familiarize myself and, and go to uh, the article that we wrote last night, just after dinner time. But I'm. I'm almost sure that she is the president, and I just don't want to say something in case I'm uh, mistaken. But hold on. Yeah, chair. So not president. Roe Goldberg is the chair of the Atlanta County League of Women Voters. Right. Okay. Now, if you know anything about Galway politics like I do and the Democratic Club, the the Goldbergs are very, very active in the Galway Democrat Club. If you look on their I looked on their Facebook page and their website, they just had an event, Alexander for Congress. And and I did not see Roe Goldberg in the picture. She was probably there. But her husband, Rick, was very active and prominent in the pictures there speaking. And, and they're at every event. They're at every council meeting. They were probably at, uh, I think I noticed them when the uh, when Jeff Andrew just had a fundraiser at the Smithville Inn recently. The Galloway Democrats were out protesting in front of the Smithville Inn. And I'm pretty sure that Rick and Roe Goldberg, I noticed them there. So, and they try to pull this off, Harry. That's what what gets me that the league tries to pull this off. Like they're a nonpartisan group. Every and clearly they're not. So, and they try to portray that to the public that they're this nonpartisan group just looking to put on honest debates yeah, and they and, have no and, skin in the And, Mayor, that's why I'm glad that Congressman Van Drew called the whole thing out uh, because a lot of times a person in his position would just have to eat something like that. But he came right out and said that it's a, it's a sham. And it is. Yep. I mean, look, if you really want someone to be there, uh, w- would you schedule something for when you know they have a voting session? Uh, the October 19th debate which is sponsored by uh, Stockton University. He's going to be at that debate. Uh, That's scheduled. That's normal uh, and no problem. The other thing was never, ever confirmed. And then they go run out and and announce it like it is. And then that leaves him to say, well, I can't be there. And anything else he wants to say about that. I I just think that's it's just dirty. Something like he's trying to hide and is clearly not right. Right. Like he won't debate his opponent. No, it's just I can't debate them tonight because we never we never set that up. I, I've had people do similar things, you know, say, say, where's Harry when they know I might be away or something. Uh, oh, I can't believe he's not here. Oh, no, no. He's a thousand miles away. But you can't believe he's not here. You know, the, the, the right. cheaters, that's how they that's how they play. They, they do. And they, the, the League of Women Voters, you know, it, it, they, maybe they're a good group, but clearly they're a partisan group. And that's what needs to be called out. I'm glad Jeff Van Drew is calling him out because even at our National Night Out event in Galloway a couple weeks ago, they had booths set up side by side or back to back, the League of Women Voters and the Galloway Democrats. And they're all one and the same. It's like the media and the Democrats nowadays. They're I mean, they're giving a name that should have a reputation, an earned reputation for truly being nonpartisan. But again, it fits in with everything that I've been saying on this program for now 31 years, and that's that everything is political now. So just don't pretend that you're not. You're having your fundraisers. If you read the article that we wrote on the app, Mayor, uh, we have the photo of um, the event that she held. She's a she's a Democrat political person, which is fine. But then don't act like you're not. 
I have no problem with that. They have every right to be active in the Galloway Democrat Club and and support them and and help them out, do whatever they want. But don't portray yourself as some nonpartisan. I think she even commented, I heard on your air, that uh, some members are, are... uh, affiliated with political organizations. Well, don't just say some. Well, yeah, that that was uh, as fake as it gets because she's the chair of the organization. So you can't say it even went worse than what you said. The, the, the news comment, and it's a bogus comment, and it, I believe it's a completely dishonest comment. If the chairperson of an organization is highly politically involved for one side, I don't think it's credible to say, well, some of our members... Uh, are are politically involved, but the organization is not. Give me a break. If the leader of the organization is highly political, you can't split the baby. <laughs> I'd, I'd be willing to bet anything that probably 90% uh, of the people involved with the League of Women Voters are, are highly political-sized Democrats. They're probably very active in their local groups. So so what they should do is do all the good work that they do that has nothing to do with elections. Uh, Don't don't act like you can do fair debates and things like that. Just get out of that space, out of that lane and have a great life. You know, do what you will. But you can't you can't act like you're nonpartisan when clearly I mean, come on, it's it's Mr. Magoo can see it. I believe even uh, the national Republican committee has said that this organization that does all the debate forums for presidencies over the years, the Republican just said, we're done with that. Well, they did. They actually, the Republican National Committee voted at their last convention. They're not participating. It's going to be really something. And, you know, the Democrat media is going to go bananas. Let me slip this in, Mayor, and then I've got to run. Uh, but they voted to not uh, the, the Republican nominee will not be participating in the um, the candidate debates uh, because it's it's all Democrats. It's all rigged. Look at look at the moderators. Republicans got Chris Wallace last time. Okay. How do you how do you like that one? Did did you hear what I just said? Yeah, and he, and they got he, they got Chris Wallace, a Democrat. And he was yeah, and he was the so called Republican moderator yeah. from Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolute joke. All right, Mayor. Point no, well made. No. I just wanted to call it out. Everything I said is 100 percent true. There's no debating that. And I will go go to my article and you'll see the document. The person's name is on the document. It's a completely partisan event. It's a fundraiser. Uh, They're on the other side and they're acting like they're nonpartisan. Van Drew just called out the obvious. He, He dared to tell the truth. And I'm glad that he did. Good to talk to you, Mayor. Till we till we meet again when we come back right after the break you will be next and you'll be right after that don't go away it's 10 minutes before the top of the hour brian kilmeade 16 minutes away this is early in the morning wpg talk radio 95.5 fm and 1450 a.m WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. To you, my love, my heart, I surrender just as soon as I deal with yonder fender bender. Because my ice cream truck is the way I make cash, so I'll buy you a ring when I lose this dress rash. Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but at least Progressive Commercial saves you money with personalized discounts. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I'm going to make you so happy. Sometime next year, I hope. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. It's one of the top 5K events in America today, held on the last Sunday in September. The Tunnel to Towers 5K Run and Walk New York City event. That signature event has inspired about 80 other runs, walks, and climbs across our nation. Proceeds from events, including dozens of golf outings and barbecues, support the Foundation's programs. Register for an event in your area, volunteer to start one, and join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 53 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Tell a friend to tune in not only during morning drive, but all throughout the day, the night, the weekend uh, to WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you. South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. And remember also, uh, several trips a day would be time well spent to the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio uh, on both the app or if you navigate through the uh, the website, WPGTalkRadio.com. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Mr. McGoo for Prez. The Dems can put up out for the evening for a fair and free election. Why not, you know? Yeah. Sounds good. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, was uh, all these uh, businesses uh, going out of, all these industries going out of business? I'm trying to think, I'm trying to use the word, right words. All these businesses going kaput. Yeah. Is it a slump caused by the uh, pandemic or is it a, and yet another successive uh, paradigm shift? Maybe it's a birth pang. As the Lord Jesus mentioned, birth pangs. A woman has a birth pang. She goes back to normal. No, no, I actually I actually believe it is it is a result. It's a convergence of a few things, but largely the pandemic. See, a lot of people think, well, any restaurant that would have gone out of business or any other store or outlet, any restaurant that would have gone out of business would have gone out of business a long time ago. It's not the case in in many examples where people took out second mortgages. they, They took their own savings. They kept investing back into the into their company. Uh, and try to ride it out with the belief that when the pandemic is over, that things will return back, quote unquote, to normal. And it just got to the point where there were too many hangover effects. Couldn't get staffing, cost of goods and services, the supply chain broken, all these things. We have written about, I would, I, I can't even tell you how many, but about four in the not too distant past. Every single time we have been told these things, attracting and retaining staff, cost of goods. You, know, you think about a restaurant, it used to be able to just mail it in. Cost of food would be 25%, something like that. You had no supply chain issues. You could get whatever you wanted, any grade. If you want a restaurant grade or you want it higher, you had no problem. You could get everything you needed when you needed it. Now all that is, is completely different. You know, and they're playing this game where, you know, the, the packages are smaller and the price is not only not the same, it's even higher. Uh, so there's that game going on. And I think you also had a, a, a circumstance where if your business has been open, say, like Ward's Pastry, 98 years or some of these other other examples that we've been writing about and, and our colleagues, 30 and 40 years old, you are dealing with people that want to retire as well. So you have a lot of things, Flash, that are converging. None of them under the um, the banner of your conspiratorium, though, in my opinion. Okay, well, let's just put it this way. 
9-11 was a birth pang. The 2008 stock market crash was a birth pang. The biggest stock market crash of all time, according to economists, was uh, March 2020 due to the pandemic. That's, that's another birth pang. So it's one successive birth pang after another. That's what's going on, but, really. But um, how about I'm this, though? To... What's the difference, though, between being able to get through World War II alive, being able to get through recessions, great recessions, the Great Depression, superstorms, and everything else? What's the difference between being able to navigate out of all of that trouble, but you can't this time? Makes it completely different, doesn't it? Well, think about this, though. In 1952, Alan Greenspan said that it wasn't people buying too fast too soon to cause the economic crash in 1929. It was actually a manipulation of currency. It was actually deliberately caused. Things are caused. Things, are, things don't happen by accident. Now, why did FDR move our, uh, our naval base from San Diego out into the middle of the uh, Pacific Ocean? I mean, there's things that are just going that just are not answered correctly. Um, why did... Uh, Perihito sued for peace three days before the bombs were exploded. How come they dropped a, a, a big boy, a fat boy? By the way, suing for peace uh, is a great um, uh, diversion <laughs> when you already are planning to do the most aggressive thing ever, uh, an attack, and then act like three days before you were looking for peace. I don't think that's remarkable at all. That's that's a that's a that's a strategy. I'm I'm talking about before the bombs are dropped. Now those bombs are no. What I'm saying is, is that a great okey doke? Three days before you're going to drop. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I got you. Three days before um, Nagasaki, Hiroshima. All right, I got you. I got you. I thought I thought you were talking Pearl Harbor. No, I'm not talking Pearl Harbor. I'm talking about uh, those Nagasaki, Nagasaki and Hiroshima were the two most Christian-populated cities in Japan. They were not military installations. Now, why did they drop those bombs on the sea? I'm a conspiratorium nut. I believe that the, the Illuminati wanted to, wanted to see what the effects of those bombs would be like. And we don't think well, now, they knew, they knew what the effects were going to be. I don't, I don't think there was any... Um, look at all the tests they did in Nevada. Uh, they knew. They knew it was going to be devastating massive casualties, substantial loss of life. And they, they also knew that the poison that would be left uh, would create birth defects and all kinds of things. It was horrific. Uh, but it did end the war, didn't it? MacArthur, yeah. Well, General MacArthur and also uh, many other generals, General Patton they, they and General Eisenhower did not want the bombs to be dropped. It was actually... a. Uh, was actually Truman, Truman. Uh, the, the good messenger boy for that shadow government. Yeah, Truman actually decided to drop the well, bomb. I, I, I know what you just said, but I don't buy that. Uh, I, I think Truman was very courageous, and he wanted to shock and awe and disproportionately attack and knew that that would end the war. Uh, so I, I believe that was just his, um, his decision as commander-in-chief. Very gutsy one. Uh, by today's standard, uh, he would be a war criminal. Well, I think FDR, Truman, I think the Clintons, both of them, I think Barack Obama, and I think this current joker we have in the White House are all Illuminati puppets. Well, remember, if if there would have been uh, a 9-11-style commission over Roosevelt and his handling of uh, what went on before the bombing at Pearl Harbor, there would be a lot of tough questions to answer. 
And of course, look, he he put people in internment camps, stole their homes from them. Imagine any any Republican president today put Trump in there and say that based on what you looked like, what your ethnicity, they would take your home, throw you in horrible conditions. And he got away with all that. Pretty wild, isn't it? It's a minute past the top of the hour. Brian Kilmeade coming up in less than five. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Walsh. How are you? Uh, very well. Eagles were great. Uh, Judge is going to probably hit a home run tonight. Uh, I'm feeling good. There you go again, Pocket Kreskin. Yeah. There you go again, Pocket Kreskin. Yeah, you man. know me. You're in my head. Yeah. You're good. renting space in my head. Feeling good. Okay? Yeah. Be be no. kind to me though, because they're tripling rents these days. Be kind to me, landlord. Just just be be fair. I don't mind a modest increase, but just be fair because I don't expect to rent space in your head for free. So just be kind. I I got you. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm running a building, so I'm talking all about rents every day. But anyway, um, at any rate, if not, okay. I'm going to tell you this. You tell me what you think. Let me get this sentence out before you opine. Okay. Please. Yeah. Uh, when the NFL starts, usually, right? Mm-hmm. And the NFL is fantastic. I'm talking about parity. You look at some of these teams, Harry. You look at – look, look – I mean, nobody nobody was talking about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is playing great. I'll give you that. Now, look at my Giants. They're 2-0, Okay. Look at that. I I look at uh, I I've been tipping my cap to them. Yes, go ahead. Look, look at listen, look what San Francisco did. Mm-hmm. What a great move by by keeping Jimmy G. And this kid uh, I, by the way, I know he has a reputation for being a choker in big games. Look at the man's record uh playing for the San Francisco 49ers. He's a phenomenal quarterback. I thought he got it I said it then. I thought he got a terrible rap when he was getting trashed and it was seemingly inevitable that he would be, um, you know, pushed out and traded and whatever. Uh, He's a terrific quarterback. And and I think he's a dangerous quarterback this year because he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, look at look at Tua in Miami. Look at Tua in Miami. I mean, there's this is parody. This is usually when the NFL starts. And this is kudos to you and yours. Usually when the NFL starts, baseball goes away, but for one Mr. Aaron Judge. Okay. Oh, it's, it is. It, and I, I got a couple of emails about it because they say you don't talk that much about sports. I talk a little bit about sports. I said you have to understand this hasn't happened in 61 years. I'm not counting any of that steroid crap. This is, this is a season for the ages this is truly historic what's going on right now. I'm really excited about it. But you know what I'm saying. Usually when the NFL starts, nobody watches baseball anymore. Yeah, you know? Well, until the playoffs in the World Series and then it then it then it comes back pretty strong. But I get I get what you're saying. Uh the NFL uh is the greatest sport on turf. Uh and they they take, you know, second chair to no one. And I do agree with you. There is probably more parity in the league uh, than I've ever seen. 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, I mean, he, he, any it's like the, the the movie Any Given Sunday. Mm -hmm. You just don't know. I mean, you you any team can beat any team at any time. You well, explain show. explain this. Minnesota demolishes Green Bay. One week later, Philly demolishes Minnesota. Uh, again, styles make fights, so that's not exactly illustrative of, of anything. It doesn't mean six weeks or whenever from now that the Eagles demolish Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback and resilient, and they'll, they'll make adjustments. But you just don't know. I mean, I, I expected Minnesota uh, to potentially win that game. I did pick the Eagles in my recreational pool, uh, but the Eagles just and, – and that's what the Eagles not even scoring – basically in the second half so good conversation matt uh we're at the end of the show i've got to go uh see you on the app see you up on the website wpgtalkradio.com we have one um piece of content up already about graffiti in atlantic city and it's not just one recreation field we inspected one uh we've been told by uh city employees